Welcome to episode 47 of the In General Podcast. My name is Jack and I'm joined with Chris and Ryan. How are you doing, guys? Doing great yourself. I'm tired. Yeah, not bad. I mean, we're all over the world, aren't yeah. we? So I've, I've been up for a good couple of hours, but you guys have just, you've just risen. 6 a.m. It's 6 a.m. for Ryan. He's in the Pacific Northwest. But you know, I could talk about this stuff really any time of the day. I mean, like, it's, you want to call Jurassic me at Park 2 in the dinosaurs? morning? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Like, call me up. I'll be really mad at you, but <laughs> <laughs> but you'll have them things will to talk say. Jurassic Park, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, so much has happened since our last podcast. We we last spoke in December the nineteenth, I think it was. Yeah, it was um, a little over a month. A Lost World mug full of drunk Assis was the episode. Um, classic. It was a classic. <laughs> but Instant now we're classic. back. It's a new year. It's nearly the end of January. Uh, Happy we have 2017! Yeah, 2017. Yeah. Woo. Um, it feels so much different to last year. Um, oh, yes, it does, especially for America. <laughs> yeah, you guys. You guys are having fun right now. Oh, man. Yeah, Alex, like, what's it, day seven? That looks fun. That looks fun. Ten. Ten. There's a, there's a petition that's been signed um, in Britain. It reached a million signatures this morning to ban Donald Trump from the UK. Um, <laughs> oh, so, my God. You, you know, you guys can have some... Yeah, feel good about that, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll yeah, see. Yeah, we, uh, you know, we're... Uh, it's a party here. It's it's a, it's a yeah. right old party. Yeah. Next stop, Hillary. But yeah, so <laughs> it's 2017. It's nearly the end of January. At the end of this episode, we have an interview with Paul from Chronicle. He gives us an update on some of his products and um, pretty much everything that's going on with Chronicle right now. And I believe some people have now received their... Uh, T-Rex heads, the yeah. Lost World busts, and they look pretty damn good. And it's a beauty. From what I've seen, yeah. Gerald's got one. Um, De- uh, yeah, yeah. Derek's got other, one. Uh, Derek's got one. Yeah, a couple yeah, of other Derek's people I've seen have got one. Um, people on the RPF, uh, not the RPF, um, uh, Statue Forum, where Chronicle post. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can actually talk to Chronicle on there. Anybody that's listening is curious about their products, you can talk to Paul uh, through the Statue Forum. They have a so there's that. a Chronicle subboard over there. So if you go to statueform.com yeah. and just go to the Chronicle board and then everything's broken down by product. But uh, Paul's pretty active but Yeah, they have. I mean, it's it's so cool to see the items finally arriving. I mean, I mean, the, the fans are going to blow up when they uh, break out, when people start. Yeah, when the breakout, breakout yeah. actually starts shipping and everything because that is something that I'm really, really, really looking forward to. Is that sold out? Uh, there's yeah, ways to get your out, hands yeah. on it. It, Dang! Talk talk to me later if you want to get one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that. I know that Paul mentioned in our last interview that some people have, or well, not cancelled, but that there's a, a couple there's of a wait list options basically. Yeah, there's a I, wait list. I know some secondhand people, like some secondhand businesses, because you know, like uh, like businesses like Entertainment Earth will buy a bulk of them and stuff like that. I know some people that would probably oh, just be willing to sell it for the same price. Uh, well, considering if I'm, like I give them a shout, so sweet. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking so tax that. returns, and I'm gonna snag one. I'm gonna do it. Nice. I'm I'm uh, I'm ordering the compi, and I I just can't wait for the compi. Oh, uh, you would. The yeah. compi is is just <laughs> yeah. I'll be it's honest. So, it, it's so great. I wish I could get the compi. I wish I could get the breakout T Rex. Just right now, financials. Just, oh, totally, man! I definitely like, can't. It's like it's killing me. It. Like I really wish that they would slow down with some of these products because they're great. <laughs> it's just too. It's like 
it's like making up for the years of no Jurassic Park products, but way too quickly. Like, and they're so <laughs> high end. I'm like, ah, release something cheap yeah. and shitty. Come on, like. No, it's difficult. I mean, I don't have the space, nor should I be, you know, buying new stuff. I definitely shouldn't be spending the money, but I got to get that compi, man. I've always wanted the compi. Um, and the breakout, I want the breakout. I want the Stegosaurus. Yeah, I want the, oh head, the Stegosaurus want... is yeah. huge. And it just, I mean, it's... I genuinely, though, I, I don't want Owen. I don't want Owen in blue. As cool as a figure it is, I'd rather Muldoon. Or, you know, Fair. I'd rather... Mm. I, I, like, I like the Owen in blue one. I, you know... I think it's just, great. I, I think it, it makes a great statue. And I think it's, like, the perfect size and kind of, like, perfect price type piece. And I think that's what's really, mm. really has me attracted to it. And blue just looks great in that oh, statue form. Like, hands down. Like, yeah. I'm not, like, it's, I'm not, like... As a Velociraptor in the movie, I wasn't like a huge fan of her design, but like on that statue, I'm like, damn, that looks really good. And she's it- a little skinnier. She's a little, uh, she's not as plump as I would say she is in the movie. Yeah, she kind of uh, looks like her body is actually just like wrapped around a Thanksgiving turkey, like in the movie. Like if you just popped off your her head, her tails, and just had like her thighs <laughs> there, she looks like a big thing, yeah, like dude. a big fat plump Thanksgiving turkey. Like it's yeah. It's a little weird. There, well, and the copy's one to one, Jax. I mean, that's that's cool. I yeah, maybe, no, maybe, I, it's gonna look great on my desk. Maybe we should it's just gonna... send a wish list to Aziz's parents. <laughs> <laughs> Aziz's and, friends require these items, and he'll be like, "Hey, hey, screw you guys! I have money," and we'll be like, "Okay, well, we'll hand the list to you." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, he can't defend himself as well, so thanks so much, Assis, for buying us thanks, everything. Thanks, man. Chronicles. It, yeah. We've also got that standing bet with, with Assis uh, for large amounts of money. What if Paul just went crazy and he's like, you know, man, this, this Jurassic, the Jurassic franchise is kind of going crazy, So, and he just starts doing really random scenes, like when Hammond slams his cane down and says damn in his mouth damn. it's like it's like frozen like and he's like ah is you he know or like ellie's reaction when when arnold's arm lands on her and she's just ah! you know like <laughs> super <laughs> random scenes super random scenes like, like, the, scene, like, like the scene in lost world when they're in the upside down mobile command center in the trailers and they're trying to open the door you know when uh, nick's behind ian they're like banging on the door just really awkward <laughs> weirdly sexual when he pose. wait when do you guys notice that when he kicks the door have we talked about this yeah he kicks his hand kicks, he his, kicks hand. his finger <laughs> yeah like, that's some solid look, acting right there to, like, for him to have ignored, like ignored it and you can see him kind of flinch in reaction he's like ah and then, and then the scene immediately cuts Dumb. away, and I'm like, "Man, where are the behind-the-scenes interviews where like they talk about this?" Because I would his love broken finger, yeah, for like the can't, you know, I'd love for the moment where it's like, "Oh, and there's that moment too." And, where, and where, if you uh, notice, there are no close-ups of his hand. <laughs> you know, like after that scene, you don't see his hand again. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I've always, yeah, I always Lost found World. that so funny because you, you see him flinch. He kind of pulls his hand away a bit, but yeah. he keeps going. No, he really slams his finger up against. Yeah. Like, uh, Jeff Goldblum really slams Vince Vaughn's finger up against the door mm. as they're trying to get out, and he's and at the very end he's like ah, and the scene cuts. And <laughs> good acting, That's guys. great man. Yeah, yeah, great acting. So let's jump into this. So um, Bayona's cinematographer has joined Jurassic World too. So Oscar Fora has joined. Now I'm pleasantly surprised. Oh, yeah, well, I'm pleased by this news. I... John Swartzman's a great cinematographer, but he's sort of a blockbuster any man. It all sort of looks yeah. the same. Very I, nice I wouldn't say he's colorful. like the typical blockbuster style, but it's it's a very um 
there's no style there's no you know there's no sort of tone to it almost it was very um just, just pl- nice and plain and simple it's um, pleasant he he has a pleasant yeah. look to it like a very yeah. a very homely look to it i suppose maybe is the way that i could say like if that makes sense um yeah, Anyhow. I didn't feel like there was really a, a start to it. But yeah, so Oscar Fora has joined, and he, he shot The Orphanage, uh, The Impossible Monster Calls, uh, and a number of other films. Um, and those films look great. They have a yeah. proper, they have a nice yeah. style to them. They're gritty. And The Monster Calls especially, I found, and The Orphanage, very dark, very, play with shadows a lot, um, which I thought was really great. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. He, uh, I, I was hoping that he would be the person to get this job. And mm. I, you know, it's one of those things that I think that we've discussed in past podcasts. Um, we, t- you know, we're talking about cinematographers and possibly getting him on board. And I, th- I think everyone was just kind of overwhelmingly saying, "Let's go for it! Like, let's get him on board." So actually, having that happen is fantastic. It just makes sense. Have you mm-hmm. guys seen a Monster Calls? Yes. Oh yes. Right. So I mean, there's so many scenes in that. You know, when he's the the kid sitting in his room. Uh, and sort of you can see out the window and there's a bit of rain and storm and stuff and that kid's lit so darkly so well though it's just I just felt like imagine that kind of lighting in a Jurassic universe that brings us back to Jurassic Park brings us back to the Lost World have they it, said it kind of restores the way the franchise looks have they said if they're I don't know if they've said but they may have and like it might might have been like a year ago or something have they said if they're filming on film again I'm assuming the answer is yes I think they are but they I don't think they've said um, okay. they haven't said anything about it being 70 mil but I can't um, see why it wouldn't be. But at the same time, the only benefit yeah, that yeah. really had was in IMAX. Um, and we know it's coming straight to IMAX. So I yeah. guess we'll find out. I mean, it'd be nice to... Um, Oscar has Twitter, so it'd be cool if we could, if if he would answer that question. Yeah, I, would, in, I'm asking. wondering if that's... I mean, that has to be decided by now. I, I really doubt that they're like, like... I mean, it's possible that they're working through some of the last-minute logistics of it all. It seems like this movie's been continuing to hire pretty late into the process um which is sort of common so on top of that so we've got uh bernat villaplana has joined the sequel as editor which is also he's bayona's um editor yeah and he's worked on quite a few projects um i think the one project that he's worked on that has me like the most excited is uh, uh pan's labyrinth yeah oh yeah yeah which is pretty interesting he also did uh crimson peak and the impossible and a monster calls so i mean it, it in a way, it's hard to judge an editor from just watching a film. Uh-huh. Um, but at the same time, you know, there's I, I never noticed anything with the films I've watched of his that jumped out as a jarring editing mistake. So, like, yeah, like, I, whatever, I was trying to think. I couldn't think of anything that, like, stood out to me either. I didn't love Crimson Peak, but it was mainly on a script level because I felt like there was no need for ghosts in the movie. Mm. Like, they kind I of felt so. shoehorned in. Um, but th- that's ne- neither here nor there. Uh, I was shoehorned into your movie. <laughs> I don't know why that just threw me off, but <laughs> well, gee golly, I've never. Oh man, I feel like I was just thrown back eighty years and came back in like ten seconds. I, I don't. I was shoehorned in, you scoundrel. <laughs> so let's talk about let's talk about cast while we're here. Then so. Um, there's a number of cast members that have been added since we've last podcast. So we've got Justice Smith has joined. Yes. And he's excited yeah. for... He's, he's excited. I think what, what, there was an Instagram video. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hi, guys. It's Justin Smith. Hello. Jurassic World 2. I can't talk about it, but it's going to be pretty, uh, really cool. There's going to be, be dinosaurs lit. and stuff. So look out for that. 
So, yeah. No way. Basically, unsurprisingly, he's excited for a role in a cool movie. Um, but no, I mean, it's good to hear that people are actually genuinely, like, charismatically enthused about working on Jurassic World 2. You could tell it was, yeah. a gen- you know, a genuine I mean, response there. It's it's a, I mean, and this is like his his first big role like this, too. And so, I mean, yeah. to land it in Jurassic, and, and, and not just for him as well, uh, they seem to be casting a lot of unknowns, which we've I mean, also yeah. got Danielle. Yeah. Daniela Pine- Pineda? Oh, Daniela. Well, have, uh, have you guys yeah, seen Justice great. in she's anything been... or Daniela? The yeah, Get we Down. talked about Justice on the last podcast, I think. He was oh. in, um, oh, what is that movie with uh, the eyebrow girl? Um, <laughs> what? Oh, the eyebrow? Oh. <laughs> the eyebrow girl. Um, That's rude, Jack. How is that rude? Uh, Paper Towns. Um, oh. Oh, um no that totally makes sense <laughs> yeah how would that be rude man <laughs> oh i'm just i'm just throwing shade man uh paper town what's her name though uh, paper towns <laughs> paper towns first name paper no, last name, name towns uh, oh um um sake. um cara delavine Chris... yeah that's the one mm, cara yeah. delavine that's he was in one. that he was the um sort of geeky um friend but i think he was really good in that i, like I think that movie is on amazon prime i should check it out then yeah and then i'll subscribe from amazon prime <laughs> yeah no I've, I've got a free subscription going right now um and then he he was also in the get down i think i never saw that though. yeah i did not see the that but down. i know a lot of people really liked his performance on that and uh i think ryan did every time we talk about the get down i gotta sing it uh, so is, is that a yes was he good on that ryan <laughs> Yeah, he was pretty. He was pretty good. Cool, cool. <laughs> yeah, it was um, so we've got Daniela as well. She's joined, and she was in, I think, pretty much um, CW the shows. Vampire Diaries, um, the originals. Oh, and there, I guess there's another one or, that the Detour, the Detour, and I think that's a comedy. TV, yes, I yeah, mean, TV comedy. Yeah, and I, um, I, you know, I honestly, I can say that I have no idea. Other than the fact that she seems so genuinely excited about working on this movie, I've never seen her in anything. I, I if yeah, I'm no, same. Um, I'm gonna be entirely blunt. Now, CW shows like are funny... incredibly cheesy, um, normally, so that's why they're normally not on my watch list. But that has nothing to do with the talent that they bring in. So, right, I'm assuming that she's probably pretty good. All I know is that she's incredibly excited. Yeah, I mean, she, yeah, she's got the, a lead role, which is interesting. You yeah. think hero or villain? A lot of people have already gone out to be like, she's a, she's a villain. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Like, just because I mean, you've got a blonde against a redhead, or sorry, a brunette against a redhead, and uh, but uh, you know, because I was thinking about it, I, I don't think that I, I would like her to be a hero. But I was thinking about it, like I would like to see, like you know, now that the role of Hoskins is probably going to be filled by someone else in the engine organization. Like we've seen mm. Ludlow, we've seen Hoskins. I'm like, it would be cool if we had like maybe more of like a like that. Like when I was talking about like having someone like a little bit older, like Sigourney Weaver or something like that. I'm like, I would like someone like her just to kind of come in and run like kind of a run the quote unquote villainous role, but not really being a villain. She's too young, I think, though. Yeah, did da- Daniela. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I'm hoping that she's a, a a good guy or whatever you want to call it. Just she's Dodson's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> she seems more like a Sarah Harding, yeah type. Yeah, absolutely. No, I can really see that. No, I mean, I'm definitely, I'm definitely excited to see you know what she's 
playing. I mean, since since it got announced, she changed you know her header to Jeff Goldblum line there without his shirt, looking all sorts of <laughs> Ian Malcolm. She's excited, man. I think that's great, and I think yeah, her Instagram stories and stuff. Um, she's been back and forth in London, so things are ramp- things are really uh, getting close now. But I think mm-hmm. it's so interesting. These are the seem-, seem to be the only press releases yeah. when they announce a cast member where they don't describe anything about the role, the film, or the, uh, yeah, or the we've name been, of the character. We've been discussing Which is fine. This. We've been discussing this. It's a little bit weird, though, for the trades, because usually when they announce that somebody joins, they'll say something like, playing a hero role, or like, you know, and they give like a little bit of a blurb about the character. Like, even like uh, the Predator, when they joined about... Uh, talked about Jacob Tremblay joined like they gave quite a bit of the plot like the premise and like what his character does and then Mm -hmm. uh did they I cannot recall did they when Millie Bobby Brown joined Godzilla 2 did they say what she was playing Mm, or no I didn't see that okay but anyhow I think that we were discussing this it's just Jurassic World 2 like I mean it is just in the dark like they'll be like this person joined the movie and it's like but where like tell us more and even with jurassic world they told more like i remember when uh you know chris pratt uh previously josh brolin had joined the film uh you got like a little bit of an idea of the character uh same when vince d'onofrio joined uh irfan khan things like that you know i think when irfan khan joined they said that he was playing the role of uh patel the owner of the company which obviously changed him as ron that's right yeah Yeah. you know either way it was we, we got a little bit and like I'm not saying it, it's a requirement I'm just saying like man we are there's a lot unknown this time around mm. and I yeah like um, Ryan said that's good because things get out and then things can be misinterpreted and I guess with Jurassic World we knew thanks to Joe Blow pretty much the premise in what 2012 2013 20- 13 or 2014 i know yeah, that we had that it in was 2013 a bit too early i think i mean we pretty much knew the whole story we knew yeah. about the mosasaur and then when i think about it you know that was far too early to know the entire plot um, i i think one of the uh i think the biggest issue is nobody realized it was going to be that was going to be part of the spoiler but um i think the biggest issue is the fact that they said that the dinosaur was part velociraptor uh the hybrid rather than saying, hey, there's a genetically modified hybrid in mm. the movie, because it turns out none of us saw this coming. It turns out the reveal of the Indominus being a Velociraptor is the end of, like an end-of-the-movie reveal. And it's kind of funny because, like, toys talked about it, shirts talked about it, but you could tell, like, it was supposed to be a secret. Um, and getting that so, so yeah. early, and, like, the way, even, like, it was kind of, displ- like, even just described in a very blunt, matter-of-fact kind of, like, and this is the movie way that it just kind of like it had a very negative negative connotation to it. Like even Definitely. if the person who, even if the person who wrote it was excited, they should not pitch movies because like everyone else goes, oh god, that sounds kind of bad. And it, I mean, I remember reading that and going, huh. And the movie pulls it off in ways that you just wouldn't expect, in my opinion. Like. Y- you hear that premise and you're like this movie is going to be and that that's what we heard all throughout the industry with like partners on jurassic world everyone's like yeah we you know joined the you know thought it was gonna be awful thought it was gonna be awful and it wasn't until we finally saw the movie that it was good and you even heard that from people in the industry like people in like like industrial light and magic and all over the place everyone thought the movie was gonna be awful and then they saw it and they're like oh my god they pulled it off we pulled it off like it's just one of those things that, like, when you get an abbreviated version of the story, it can sometimes hurt it. 
Um, and then you see the full story, and you're like, this actually works as a story. And it, wh whatever your opinions of Jurassic World are, I think that we can all agree that it pulls off the premise way better than we thought it would. Did yeah. you um, did you see the other casting news? You have um, Dimitri Vegas possibly landing a role oh. in the sequel. That Wait, is... say what? So, there was an article on from We Got This Covered dot com. Uh, and oh, they the were DJ. reporting Yeah, they were reporting on the photo that the DJ Dimitri Vegas and Frank Marshall tweeted saying, meeting one of my heroes, hashtag Jurassic World, and then uh, Frank retweeted it with DJ Master Frank meets one of his heroes. Who mm -hmm. knows where this will lead? So obviously I saw the picture, we get the tweet notifications from Frank, mm -hmm. and I didn't think anything of it. Same. You know, that's just his DJ thing. Yeah. And then this article comes up from We Got This Covered, and they start reporting on it, and they heard from their from one of their sources from one of their european sources very yeah. mis very mysterious um, so it says a european source tipped us off that famous dj is eyeing a role in jurassic world though it hasn't been confirmed by the studio nothing ever is what makes this intriguing is that both him and frank marshall tweeted blah 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 the photo and then he said according to our source vegas and Mar uh, vegas and marshall did indeed meet to discuss a part in the sequel um he's never acted before but he's signed with caa uh, and he's open to break into the industry and apparently he doesn't have a very large role, role in Jurassic World 2 um, but obviously based on the tweets um, it seems like he landed it so I, I mean this could all be speculation we got this cover could be lying I have no idea what that site yeah, is yeah that's the problem I don't know their track mm. record like you know if it was <laughs> but like they don't but based on reading through their site it's not a scam website they're a real website you know you, you can tell when there's websites that are just you know spreading crap yeah yeah but um these guys are real but yeah I, i've never heard of them before um and i guess you know people have never heard of us and we sometimes have these insights. yeah exactly sources, so. the, i and i guess it's the one thing that could maybe one of our listeners might be able to chime in and be like oh yeah i follow we got this covered they've had good scoops in the past or like you know they're good hmm. with these types of things or if they're like yeah you know what they've never had a scoop before so let's find out I I, they're, I I mean I doubt that they're lying. I'm sure that they heard. What it's they interesting. Said, yeah, they they probably heard something. But at the end of the day, like doesn't it, mean it's... it sounds ridiculous. Like a DJ it... who's never acted before being in Jurassic World. But to be fair, well, okay. he looks the part. Yeah, he does. He I mean I think he I, looks I like been... suitably you know suitably the kind of look real you get from a real? Jurassic movie. Yeah, yeah. He looks like a real Gritty person. Like of... he's he doesn't he doesn't look weird but he does he looks he's got a unique look like a like i don't know yeah man i can imagine him running through sauna or something you know with and i like i like his accent and, i don't know if you've heard him yeah speak. and and somebody pointed out um somebody uh, tweeted us um he's here dimitri vegas and like mike they, they work together he's done a music video and it has a, has a whole sequence set in jurassic park oh and he's also got the chronicle uh bull t-rex bust and he bought the Bull T-Rex bus. So, I mean, he's obviously... Everyone loves Jurassic Park, but he, he, he definitely likes loves it, it like us. So, it's yeah. interesting if he if he had the chance to meet DJ Master Frank and actually <laughs> lands a small role, then fair play to the man. I mean, I, I just hope he can actually act and he, I hope he can deliver. You know, I, I, I hope we don't... It's not one of those things where every time his part comes up, everyone's like, there's the DJ. To you be know what I mean? Like, fair, like, people <laughs> might know his name, but I, I feel like not a lot of people are going to jump out and recognize him. Okay, so imagine if before Jurassic World came out, if we heard a rumor that, um... Uh, 
Jimmy Buffett was going to be in the movie. And we would all be freaking out, like, why is Jimmy Buffett in Jurassic World? Like, you know, there's no reason for him to be in Jurassic World. And, you know, it turns out, hey, he is in the movie grabbing two margarita glasses and you don't realize it. And uh, another person, celebrity, I think, music person, Guster, um, that... I don't know if that's mm-hmm. a band or a person. Yeah, uh, Guster. Yeah, but they're in Jurassic World um, because they're friends with Colin. Uh, and, yeah. you know, Derek, Con- Derek Connolly's yeah. in Jurassic thing, World. Right? and um, Th- That's just an extra thing. It, I mean, it, it seems to me that, or at least it seems yeah. like we got this covered, that it's it's a bit of a role. It's well, okay, a maybe it's like role. Patrick uh, C- Patrick Crowley. Um because he did yeah okay yeah pilot. yeah I see what you mean yeah yeah um, he was great actually <laughs> yeah he, I, he sold that yeah yeah um, no he he definitely kind of me. reminded me of a uh, if, if you've ever been on like a like in a small plane or a fishing charter boat that like when someone's kind of like kind of giving you the ropes of things he definitely nailed that kind of feel for, for me yeah um, I, I think it's interesting as well because like you said I mean unless you really follow um sort of DJ Master Frank and his kind of cronies <laughs> no I guess like I, I didn't know who Dimitri Vegas was no I had no idea yeah and I, I definitely certainly couldn't pick him out of a crowd I mean I could now yeah but I would never be able to pick him out of a crowd I'm not too so, worried about it because if he does have a role in the movie I doubt that they're like oh let's get someone special here into the movie you know like I mean I, I think that he tried out you know maybe he was trying to join acting he through his connections was able to maybe net an audition and they're, they maybe they liked him. Maybe they're like, oh yeah, we got something we yeah. can do. So I, I'm not too worried. It'll be interesting to see if it turns no, into something or not. I'm not worried as well. I, I think it's interesting. I think, um, as well, I, I'm just, the more I see pictures of him, the more I'm like, yeah, I could believe that, man. He he kind of looks like, you know, the, the um, in-gen yeah. kind of hunters in Lost World, you know, like yeah. the people that go around with Dieter and stuff. It just kind of, yeah. you just kind of, you can imagine him in that kind of gear. Man, I, I want some more like, you know, Roland Tembos and RJ and just, uh, you know, the whole group. You mean them. like Jurassic Park characters? You want some Jurassic yeah, Park characters I, in your I, Jurassic I, World movie? Yeah. <laughs> I want some, uh, yeah. I, w- I want a yeah. Muldoon. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, that might be a possibility. This is a bad transition. We don't have a cease. But Thomas Tull is leaving Legendary. So, um, uh, and I don't, I don't even know if Legendary is involved with Jurassic <laughs> World 2. Because I haven't seen. I don't think they are, dude. They, they I think, have not um, been there was some in bust any. Up with Jurassic Park, with the Jurassic World, the first one, um, with taking too much credit and all that. Yeah, so. we saw that in that Hollywood Reporter article. So that they must have had something going on behind the scenes for a Hollywood Reporter to report that, I guess. But uh, beyond that, I don't. You know, Legendary was brought in to co-finance Jurassic World with Universal and Amblin. I think after Jurassic World's wild success, they really don't need a co-financer. Like, what's the point of bringing in a co-financer at this point? Universal can take full credit with Amblin this time around. And, it, mm. you know, I don't know. I, I So I don't think that they're involved. They haven't been in the... They weren't in the press release that Universal put out last year when they announced the date. And it's just the only thing people assume they're involved this time around. Uh, because yeah. of their prior but involvement. But he's left. So. I think, um, what happened? They sold the company to, to a, a Chinese, Chinese company. company. Yeah. And then he was kicked. Um, they basically weren't, he was funding a lot of, spending a lot of money on a lot of projects that almost certainly weren't going to make their money back. And oh, here we go. Yeah, here's the here's the quote that actually specifies why. Several sources say there's been a strain in part because Toll kicked off 
the deal in 2014 with a couple of clunkers that he put through Universal's distribution system and then upset some at the studio who feel he has indulged a bad habit of wrapping himself in credit for hits that he merely helped finance. Because he was, yeah, he was listed as producer on Jurassic World, right? Executive producer, I believe. I think he was just producer. I'm not sure. Uh, Let me have a quick look. (laughs) I think it was executive Um, producer, but I'm not entirely certain, to be honest with you. But he got lucky with that one, didn't he? Um, that was a success, but yeah. Um, Although I do recall, if if I recall no, correctly, right. he's exactly one of the people that pushed pretty heavily for uh, no animatronics and pushed for CG. Uh, speaking to some people behind the scenes, I guess like what he kind of brought in was reels from Godzilla and talked about how they would use CG to look like a practical effect, and he kind of used that to kind of convince the rest of the studio that CG can be used in place of animatronics and achieve like the same look i guess so i i think that i think that that was you know sort of one of the things that happened with jurassic world we know that colin was fighting for uh animatronics but uh, you know he didn't quite win the fight although he did win the the apatosaurus <laughs> yeah um so i think the most exciting news we've got to talk about today is that Universal Pictures have trademarked the video game Jurassic World Survivor. Chris, do you want to give us the lowdown on this? Yeah, um, so that, when when did that happen? That was like December 29th, December. Okay. So yeah, Universal applied for three trademarks for Jurassic World Survivor, all in like sort of the video game categories. Um, so my first thought was, oh hey, I wonder if it's that perfect world game that uh, Cryptic Studios is working on. Uh, you know, it's it kind of fits the bill. We've heard that it was still in development, everything along those lines. So the first thing I logically did was check the purchase records for JurassicWorldSurvivor.com and uh, found out that, yeah, hey, guess who owns it? Perfect World Entertainment. Perfect World Entertainment Whoa. bought it in towards the end of October, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, yep. not only do they own Jurassic World Survivor, I mean, they bought like 40 domains, like Play Jurassic... Uh, survive Jurassic World, survive the island. Uh, I think one of the more interesting ones was uh, "We make the future" or "We make your uh, the engine catchphrase." They, engine, yeah, yeah. They own the engine catchphrase websites. Uh, so um, that's exciting. Yeah, there's like <laughs> a, a lot going on there, and I mean, we I can't, I can't imagine that it's going to be too much longer until they announce it. And this game clearly has grown since the delay. We, mm-hmm. we say yeah. cancellation, but it was never cancelled as far as we can... I think it might have been cancelled for heard. a short amount of time, and then I think the movie started blowing up, and they're like, yeah, we need to get this back into development, and handed mm-hmm. it over to another developer. But I'm Everything not sure. We Maybe saw it was never cancelled. insane. The dinosaurs looked so much better. They looked like classic Jurassic. Um, and I, the movements of the raptor, you know, the raptor jumping against the... Um, Oh, just locker the room. videos were brilliant. Yeah, the locker. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. My god, my god! Like yeah, this was, movie was is, good. This game is going to be brilliant. I, as far as I can, tell. I've got like this horrible feeling that like when the game gets announced, it's going to look so cool. But for some reason, they're going to have all like those really nice dinosaur models replaced with like generic looking ones. Like, because I mean, okay, so the Jurassic Park arcade game, none of the dinosaurs in that look like Jurassic Park dinosaurs. The T Rex looks like it crawled straight out of Dino Crisis. Um, but why would they do that if they I already exist? I have no idea. 
I'm just going by the history of the weird stuff of a, Chris is just looking Jurassic at the Park glass fan, half empty. As a Jurassic Park fan, I'm just so used to seeing like that Jurassic Park statue that the Blu-ray came with, the Jurassic Park one where the T-Rex looked like it was mm. like a Barney suit. And what? I don't know. It just did, did not look good. That T-Rex looked like frog. I hear you, man. But they, I mean, we've already seen like a, a, a near enough complete series of, of dinosaurs and, and run cycles and stuff from the game. Fair. And obviously, I mean, they're not just going to get rid of that stuff and, and swap it. I see what you're saying. I mean, they might swap it for more Jurassic World-looking dinosaurs and models. Um, but Jesus Christ, everything we saw looked insane, man. And Yeah. Just, my, my other it's, worry it's, it's, is so I'm pretty certain it's supposed to take place after Jurassic World. My only other worry is like they're suddenly like Universal suddenly doubles down on caring about canon, and they're like, "Oh, by the way, there can't be wild raptors, and there can't be Dilophosaurus in the game, so you got to cut that." And like, but but you can put Baryonyx and Suchomimus, and because the website said so. But yeah, that, that's my only other worry is like we can't get a full like selection of dinosaurs just because of the uh, canon in the movies. Because I mean. I, I hear you. No, I understand what you're saying. I think so. So, uh, from what we know of the game, it was, it's an online, sort of open world, survival game. Yeah, yeah. Um, that takes place on Isla Nublar. After I think initially, before the delay, it was going to take place like during, during or before. Yeah, or like d- during and then after. But I think now it's specifically it's like after a survival game. Yeah, uh, th- that's what we're hearing. That it's a uh, survival game. Like you're. Yeah. Um, which is very exciting. I mean, I mean, I mean, just I hope it's kind of got that Alien Isolation slash Last of Us feel because everybody agrees those are the kind of games that a Jurassic Park games needs to pull ideas from. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, that's all it needs to be. Yeah, give it, give it some VR because don't let I... me shoot the shit out of a dinosaur. Let me, let me hide. Um, let me hide against a, yeah. know, a tree from a raptor. Let me hide, you know. Yeah. Let me hide. Yeah, just do it in hide. VR. I just want to hide. <laughs> just hide, hide and go raptor. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, just the idea of it. All the fan games are the same, aren't they? They're, they're uh, where you, you're one character, you're on an island, and you have to survive. You have to mm-hmm. hide. You have to run. You have to, and that's. I mean, that's Jurassic Park. It really it you is. Have to find find something. Find your way off. Find your way out. You know, I, I mean, I um, don't envy um, them because making dinosaur video games actually isn't it's hard. It, yeah, because so like the normal the normal thing to do is turn into a shooter. So then you've just got these giant bullet sponges that run at you, um, and like aggressive. Like, I don't like, I see something. Sorry, go on. I, I don't know. I just haven't really seen a dinosaur game done right I, I think maybe the best dinosaur video game i've ever played was uh, the carnivores dinosaur hunting game because it really had dinosaur behaviors down pat like you know where oh you mean jurassic the hunter no no i don't i've never played that one but there was a game called carnivores and it was older but they re-released it in hd on the ps3 and they kind of remastered mm. it and it just it's a it's like kind of like a deer hunting game but with dinosaurs like you choose oh, your target yeah, I know the one you mean. and like when you've got to fight yeah. when you got to hunt the t-rex like you gotta be careful because that thing's gonna. If you go downwind of it, it's gonna change its uh, behavior. You know, it's no longer gonna be worried about whatever it's doing, and it just it, it will destroy you in a second. And it's all about you can't be seen. You've got to make the move because if it makes the move on you, you're dead. 
you can't just sit there and have like a shooting experience, like an action game experience with it. Yeah, but it's, I mean, and that's the thing as well. In Jurassic Park, we know that didn't work. I mean, just think of when the guys ran. Think of Muldoon. He didn't even fire a single shot. Yeah, he, he was too. He was too slow. And then think of in the Lost World. You know the brackets greatest movie ever made. Um, when they're running in the long grass. Yeah. And a couple of them fire at raptors, and it's like, yeah, nothing, mate. Good luck. Like, yeah. that's it. You're done. You are done the minute you set foot in that field. And I think, yeah, I played this game. Um, I bought it because of the name. It was called Jurassic The Hunted, and it was a PS3 game. And it was uh, very clearly an, one of Activision's budget games. And it was it was released days after Call of Duty, one of the Call of Duties, I think, whichever one introduced... Um, uh, the zombies. Uh, so you know, you know, in the yeah. zombie mode, you'd be in a house and you'd have to board up the windows, and then they would, they would sort of take it down. The zombies would take it down plank by plank, and then you'd board up the windows again. In this Jurassic: The Hunted, you had this shelter, and you would have to board up the windows, and the raptors would take it down plank by plank. And you'd have to board up the win- I was like, this is lame. I, <laughs> I don't know why I bought that game. Yeah, no, I, I remember seeing it all the time. At like, it's like one of those titles that was like always sitting on like the budget rack at like Toys R Us. Like, you know, always, oh, like, yeah. it was a budget game from the minute it was released yeah <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm pretty sure like it like could it was on the PS3 and stuff like that as well but like I'm looking right now and like I see these PS2 covers I'm like damn like they even put it out on the PS2 but then again weren't they making PS2 games up until like two years no, ago that, that's true it was it was on every console mm-hmm. this game it was on the Wii it was on the PS2 it was on the PS3 it was on the Xbox oh, these... it was on the 360 it was on everything it could have been dinosaur designs are such wretched. a budget game the, these designs are terrifying and not in a good way mm. but I think I think what they should pull from um, is something like Trespasser so you, you remember obviously yeah. Trespasser was full of glitches but you can shoot the dinosaurs but it's far easier to actually just run yeah. and hide from them and trick them and, and run around them. The raptors were slow in that game and I'd imagine in, in a new game they would have raptors that actually can chase the hell out of you. In Trespass you can sort of just run from them. Um, but it, that's the thing, you can't take down a big dinosaur in Trespasses, so you no. are, it is a case of avoiding it. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's survival. Last of Us teaches you instead of just shooting zombies, you want to find a way to get around them or to trick them. Alien to, isolation, you know, like you can't really kill the alien you can spook it off sometimes once once you get the uh flamethrower i believe but um mm. <laughs> you don't want to get into a situation where that has to happen you've got to be quiet and you don't know where it's going to be and you're hiding and you hear like that game like i could just imagine like a velociraptor stalking you in a similar sense or um have either one of you played resident evil 7 oh i played the demo man My no but i've heard Lord, good things that is scary it is Alien Isolation. By the way, Ryan, you have a VR headset, right? Yeah, I heard it's awesome. Yeah, go ahead and get Resident Evil 7. No, ah, I don't like scary games. <laughs> go ahead and get Resident <laughs> Evil 7. It is... I I could only uh, imagine what it would be like. I was played like Resident... compared to the demo, man? What was that? You know, how is it compared to the demo? I didn't play the demo. Um, oh, okay. You play as the guys that go into the house. Okay. The, 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 the filmmaking guys oh okay yeah so that's in the game right towards the beginning of the game but it's like a flashback because there's vcr tapes and you can play flashback sequences when you put them in but uh, that's right yeah anyhow yeah no i mean it's very similar but it's all i mean like when you eventually get a gun like i think you're like you get like three shots in it and like that's it you're like uh and you've got like a knife and you've got people that just like won't die and the, but that's how, that's how this should be, right? You find a gun, but it's got three bullets in, just like Trespasser. Yeah, 
where she, but she doesn't even say. She's like nearly full. Do you remember in Trespasser, you pick up a gun, it's like this one's full. Yeah, this mag's loaded, or like <laughs> nearly gone, or stuff like she wouldn't tell you how many bullets. Uh, yeah, I really did appreciate. This feels empty. Yeah, I really appreciated their the way they handled on no HUD system. Um, yeah, yeah. Although uh, there were some mods, I think, for Trespasser where they introduced a, a, a um, on-screen sort of display for that kind of thing. It it, it kind of helped. I, I, I want another game. <laughs> Maybe not, maybe on the arm or something, but I want another game to do a health bar by a tattoo. It's like, oh, oh yeah, man. Yeah. Tattoo on the breasts. <laughs> Just the way they that handled so it good. is very, Yeah, people very give them weird. shit for that, though. I don't, I mean, people give them shit for that. I think that's quite inventive. I think that's quite unique I, in a game. I haven't seen that since. No, I have not seen that. I think that it was genuinely like a stroke of genius the way they handled it was a little bit weird but like yeah. it, it it is kind of a genius it was a genius uh way like in for game development to like how do you manage your health when you don't have a hud well they in rather than having like blood stains all over the screen where you can't see which just oh, an- I hate it that, just annoys yeah. me so much in games uh they they did. Or like when the when the you start drawing out the sound and the saturation goes down, you hear the pumping of the yeah. heart and stuff. It's like, oh my god, okay, I get it, yeah. I get it. <laughs> I'm dying. Yeah. I know. I'm dying. I get it. Yeah, uh, and I'm dead. Yeah. No. I mean, so yeah, Jurassic World Survivor. It, I there's a <laughs> lot of ways that they can handle this. I wouldn't count on it being like The Last of Us. I wouldn't count on it being like Alien Isolation, simply because it's um, it, it it's. Oh, sort of a multiplayer game, as far as we know, like a like open world, share an open shared world type of game where you're going to well, encounter other players surviving as well, and it's going to be more about resource management. And just with that in mind, I, I I don't know like what the gameplay structure is going to be. I, I'm sure there is going to be gameplay structure, and I'm sure it's going to be a little bit more MMO inspired, but in terms of quest lines. But the gameplay itself was uh, third-person, quote-unquote, action. Oh, third-person is my favorite, please. Hit me up with a third-person game, I just, and I'm, I'm game. I just, yeah, third I don't know if we've game. ever seen the type of game that we're describing that we want. I, I, I don't know if we've ever seen... Um, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I don't think we've ever seen that like uh, in, in a shared world MMO type of environment. Uh, unless it's really high budget, I mean, I guess like Destiny sort of does that, but I don't think it's going to be like Destiny. I think it's going to be more like... Last of Us had an online section, though. Yeah, wasn't it just um... multiplayer, though? Sorry? Wasn't it just like multiplayer itself? I actually don't know. I think it was just like competitive multiplayer. This online isn't like a competitive, it's like a shared world MMO type of experience. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting nonetheless. If, you, if you're surviving on an island, there's a couple of other survivors. Maybe it's a case where you can trade. Yeah, weapons. trade or kill. I, Nearly full. You know. <laughs> this one's empty. You know, that kind of thing. In gruff, harsh tones. <laughs> Half full. But yeah, tell me I how mean, many bullets it's got, bro. This one's nearly empty. I think Jack should just do the recording. Yeah, for I it. mean, look, <laughs> I mean, Jack, you 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 charge a good rate, right? Like you you wouldn't, I wouldn't, char- I wouldn't charge high. I mean, I do this for free. It's pour out output that love oh. and love and soul. It's from for the love own. of Jurassic yeah. Park and the love of a, a a good game, which we haven't had since two thousand and four. But uh, so the one thing though that does interest me is there must be a story to the game because they bought those engine websites. 
and that does show promise. I, I mean, I I don't think we're playing engine people in the game, but you never know as engine people in the game. But obviously, the story is going to be sort of engine related. And what I sort of imagine the way the story is going to be told told is uh, through intel and stuff. Like as you explore the island, you we're probably going to like secondhand pick up a story about engine, and it'd be really sort neat. of like how they did in Trespasser. Yeah, but maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it it really this is, is Trespasser like too, yo. But I, I really do wonder Half what the story four. that they're going to tell is. And, I you know, I do wonder if the story, not necessarily the gameplay, but I'm wondering if, like, the greater expanded universe parts of the story will, like, lead into the canon of the future films. Because it's going to obviously release at a prime time into the lead-up of Jurassic World 2 that it could work out that way. When are we going to hear? This is the interesting thing. So they've, they've, they've um, registered the domains uh, and they've trademarked the game. When are we actually going to hear of the game? Because clearly everybody's now aware. Because there's this, there's this website called Jurassic Outpost which posted about it. So clearly people are, you know, the fans are, are aware of this game's coming. When are Universal going to actually be like, yo, it's true? Yeah. Well, the, the rumors are in fact true. The weird thing is when, when the rumor about it first existed was right when it got canceled. But they said that it was going to be released, basically announced in June. And... It was going to be like a surprise. It's available now um, on Steam Early Access. Mm. But yeah, but now we're here in console. Yeah, uh, well, it's always going to be on console as well. It's just released on Steam Early Access first. It was always on okay. PC and console. But I think now, especially with the delay, I, I don't think it'll be Steam Early Access. I right? hope I, not. I, I better not be an Early Access game. Like it, they better release it with as a fully fledged game. Early Access, yeah, like man. charging people for an unfinished game, but it just the game never seems to ever get finished and I don't I don't know. And I think with this as well, clearly it's It's Jurassic than... Park. You don't need an early access Jurassic Park game. If you're doing no. an early access Jurassic Park game, you're handling your license wrong. That's like giving you a gun and, and saying it's nearly nearly empty, you know? Yeah, and also saying it's a prototype, like and but we just wanted to put I mean that early access has no place in like the licensed world of a big property like Jurassic Park as far as I'm concerned. It's very like beta testy, but being paid to beta test, and it's just it's weird. It's like janky. Like if you're gonna have a janky early access game, don't put the Jurassic Park name to it. Don't put the Jurassic World name to it. Like it, it treat the license with like the dignity it deserves. Yeah, no, I'm with you, but I'm excited for this. I think it's gonna be good. Um, so let's talk about dinosaurs. This other thing. So getting ready for the journey. Oh, the journey. Yeah. The journey. Bayona. 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 Jurassic World 2 photo. This is the first time he's officially tweeted about Jurassic World 2 other than saying he's very excited, if I believe. You think Colin told him, he said, hey, he called him up at like 3 in the morning and said, hey, Bayona, <laughs> Bayona. You, need to, you need to get something on Instagram well, now. We know that they're like and, together daily because they're both in London. They're both at the production. Right. Yeah, they're in London. No, it was about 20. But I mean, I, I would assume that he probably called him because it was 3 a.m. instead of like busting into his room being well, like, yo, 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 Bayona. So, it I was mean, 3 a.m. for you, though. Yeah, it was, it was like... Midday, man. Yeah, it was like 8 a.m., 9 a.m. in the morning, right? I think Colin... Well, no, I think Colin probably thought of this at 3 a.m. Oh. Just, just bear with me. Guys. <laughs> okay, okay, we'll, we'll then, bear with tomorrow, you. We'll bear with tomorrow you. morning, Bayona. <laughs> and then he calls him and he says, you, you need to get something on Instagram now. And he and Bayona's like, what are you talking about, man? And Colin goes, no, no, this is a thing. Like, you've got it. Like, they're going to expect this. You need to take a picture of something Now. 
And Bayona, you know, like not thinking of, of the Instagram thing because he's got far better things to do like than social media. He's like, well, shit, what do I take a picture of? And I'm like, here's some hats. Click. <laughs> no, um... It, no, it's a perfect tease because it, you know why it's the perfect tease? Because it literally doesn't tell you anything. It literally doesn't show us. It's helmets with a Jurassic Park logo. I mean, a Jurassic yeah, World. Yeah, black and white of all. Yeah, so no, it, was it doesn't, per- it was it doesn't reveal anything about color. But I, I think it's what's interesting is the amount of analysis that we all did to to exactly. figure out which exact hats these were because <laughs> uh, there were multiple hats in Jurassic World, and obviously people, you know, we they could have been Jurassic Park hats, but they weren't. They were the same hat that the paddock supervisor wears. But not the exact same one, but thanks to yeah. Sean, we know the Sean. exact same one. Because... <laughs> yep. um, Real Tours Hawaii, Real News Hawaii, have... Um, it's... it's the, the lo- Okay, so it's the it's the same type of hat as the paddock supervisor wears, but instead of, instead of the stencil logo, it's the hard, full-color logo, which is seen on right. the white hat and in Jurassic World, which the um, guy who gets eaten by the Indominus wears and the construction Jurassic World. And now hats. you don't see those hats close up in the movie, but they're the or- they're the exact same model of hat but they're orange, but they have a fully stenciled colored logo on them. Yeah. And yes. And they look very similar to I mean I mean so they are they, the exact The hat. ones in the black and white, yeah, the ones in the black and white picture those are orange, right? The first two, three. Yeah. The, there's a dark, there's darker ones behind, but the darker one behind kind of looks like it could potentially have the stencil logo. So that's true. It does kind of look know. like it could have a stencil logo now. That, yeah. I, so I'm these proud. ones are the orange ones. I would say. I'm proud of the community too for figuring <laughs> this out. We pulled together. And because, we pulled together. You know, when I saw those hats, my alarm started going off in my head, and like bells started ringing, and I was like, "Got it. Got to dig into this. Got to <laughs> dig into this." But I got to go to work. And I, I kind of jokingly say this because, like, throughout the day, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, people are digging into these hats big time and yeah. <laughs> it just shows it just shows how little news we get exactly when something like this comes out well, yeah, i was scanning the background i was looking at the background to the hungry something. and it's just like we're all like ah, i won't lie i think the most surprising thing the thing that i did not expect is people thought there might have been subtext to the helmets like I, I saw a lot of people talking about like are they rebuilding the park is the park open again i'm like what no. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely didn't get that. They are just but props. That, yeah, but that was one of the, that is a way that people read into that tease. And I think people are looking for um when somebody says something, people always think it's not true. And then when somebody doesn't say something, they always try to fill in the blanks with the most absurd options. And I'm okay, I get it. Speculation is fun, but no, I don't think they're rebuilding. Um Yeah, what what's the quote? The most um the most uh simplest theory is usually the the true yeah the true yeah um whatever that yeah uh, there's like with conspiracy theories you know that the the most bully or the most um what's it least exciting explanation is usually the true there are the true one. definitely rooms on isla nublar filled with um these helmets for like the construction crew so perhaps just people walk into a bunker and there's a bunch of construction helmets hanging up on the wall 
Or... Yeah, I mean, they're scuffed. They're a little bit scuffed as well, at least that front one is. But, I mean, it's hats, man. We can't pull much yeah. more than we have in the article from them. So, I mean, just watch it enjoy. It's a great... That's the kind of tease I like to see because but it doesn't... thank you for the tease, right? Like, I mean, Yeah, just... to- so right. That's the kind of tease I like. It doesn't tell me really anything, but it got me thinking. Yeah. It got me talking about Jurassic World mm-hmm. 2. And it, yeah, I mean, it at least establishes, yeah, we're, we're pretty much going back to Nublar, right? <laughs> There's no other way. Did... These are these are Nublar hats. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. These, yeah. these are Isla Nublar Jurassic World hats. I mean, we could assume that if they have other facilities elsewhere, that they could probably have the same type of hats. But it would say like Japan, maybe, or you know, I would assume. Yeah. Well, the hat wouldn't, but then. Yeah, I don't know. But did anyone else uh, when when as soon as the image appeared, did anyone else immediately look in the background and try to see if you can discern anything yeah. else? Because that's like that, that's where I, I looked. I looked into the background immediately. I'm like, okay, construction hats. I'm like, but what's back there? Yeah, but if if you've noticed, he's he's done the sort of um, what do you call it the uh, the blurring. Yeah, this okay. So, so you the, only focus on the center. As far as I can tell, this is an Instagram filter. But what's interesting is it's not on his Instagram. So I'm wondering if he posted it on his private before he posted it here. Yeah, I mean you can you can save them directly to your phone through Instagram without yeah. posting. Them, oh, can so. you? But either yes, way, great picture, ability. and that's the kind of tease I like to see. So hopefully we'll get more of that. I mean they're clearly very busy. Um, I mean they're prepping a movie that's filming what next month? Yeah, next month. In a month. In a month, roughly. In a month, yeah. So it's exciting times ahead and uh yeah and still we we know absolutely nothing about the movie it yeah it, i think the only thing that we do know is it's returning to isla nublar and that's because or we can at least speculate heavily that it's returning to isla nublar because of this helmet and on top of the fact that universal owns the website isla nublar rescue mission.com yeah rescue so that so that's interesting so those domains yeah those domains did come up obviously if you check out chris's article i don't know how much we want to talk about that now maybe we should let people read that because it is, i guess it's potential maybe you spoilers. guys should, spoilers, should read and not listen as no we could talk about it a little bit i mean it's a I, it's a long speculation article so this the whole thing is hey universal they bought two domains allcreatureshaverights.com and islanublarrescuemission.com. They bought them, I think, right at the end of November. Obviously Jurassic World 2 related, um, mainly because Universal doesn't buy random domains. Like, they won't buy a domain for a video game or anything else like that. They don't. Like, they always allow the other people to buy it. In fact, uh, uh, Perfect World Entertainment owning, like, JurassicWorldSurvivor.com and everything is even more proof to that. But I, I watch their domain buying habits and it's always related to the movies or like the viral marketing campaigns or the promotional campaigns things like that but not like video games or books or comics or anything like anything along those lines uh not to say that they couldn't do that there's always the chance for doing something different in the future but it doesn't it doesn't match their domain pattern is what i'm saying and they don't have really a habit of buying lots of domains like random domains like everything's like sing2movie.com you know, great detective Pikachu movie.com, you know, things like that. Uh, so these domains, you know, they obviously bought them for a reason. And anyhow, so immediately that has me going, okay, well, it's probably Jurassic World 2 then, and not some sort of like Jurassic World spinoff. Uh, and yeah. I, I coupled that with the quotes from Bayona and Colin Trevorrow um, about the movie, you know, tackling dinosaur rights and uh, man's responsibility for creating them. Uh, and 
we know that the movie's primarily filming in Hawaii, so that immediately had us going, like, well, we're probably returning to Isla Sorna or Isla Nublar. And, um, does somebody else want to pick it up from here? No, uh, I think... Yeah, I, sure. I th- well, sorry. No, I, th- no, I, I think your speculation is, is kind of uh, logically pulled together. I... I mean, a lot of people I, were thinking this. After, I've noticed that a lot of people were kind of like, we were all kind of thinking the same thing. After you saw that uh, Epoch thing, uh, Ryan, mm-hmm. I, I've noticed that a lot of people... And do you want to kind of explain what that is real quick? Yeah, uh, well, I think we... I mean, we talked about it just a little bit, but uh, just on the website, what, two months ago now, I think. Um, yeah. Bored at work one day and was clicking through the website and... Um, Notice in the top left-hand corner right now where the Justice Smith article is was a blue, uh, just a uh, like a, a basic uh, silhouette design of a volcano that's uh, or what seemed to be a volcano. It had a peak to it. There was definitely some peakiness to the mountain, and um, and it just had the word epoch in white letters in the Jurassic uh, font. And when I clicked on it, it said, uh, you know, page not found or domain not found and then click back and it was gone and I mean it was this was all in the course of like maybe 30 seconds and I just happened to get online ask if anybody else saw it and but I mean there's speculation about epoch and I have I have no idea what epoch means and we all looked I mean I know what it means but looking into what like what it means in uh, the greater context of the film in the, yeah exactly and like how it could be possibly titled and all of that I mean it's, it's pure speculation but very strange on i mean and that was a weird week for them in general because they messed up on the website and it was only a matter of days and then it's not like the guys who do the instagram page are also hand, you know handling the, yeah. the main domain but you know well the actually they are muffed up instagram twitter uh the domain it's all being handled by trailer park oh well then there you go yeah um yeah it's a, it's the same people i i, I mean universal might have I, I get the feeling that Universal might have access to the website now because I've seen in the metadata n- names of Universal employees as well as Trailer Park employees. Um, so mm-hmm. Universal might also help with the website. I'm not entirely certain, but either way, it, it's all there. It's, it's all there in the metadata. And, and yeah, your article was yeah like a, a very logical explanation, sort of summary. Yeah, it, on what the film could be about um, based on. Yeah, it really, when Ryan saw that, like, when he said, dude, it was, like, a picture of a volcano, I think, and it said Epoch, like, it kind of, like, all started clicking there, for me, at least. I'm like, that, that, that could make sense, um, and, you know, all the wheels and gears started spinning in my head, and, you know, it's a lot of speculation, some of it, obviously, like, some of it's verifiable, like, Universal owns those domains for a reason, um, Mm mm-hmm. And we know that the movie is going to tackle animal rights. So, you know, the the kind of discussion that we were all having and the things that we were all landing on was like, you know, what if the animal rights is, you know... Well, honestly, my original thought without the volcano thing was the, you know, people want to destroy the dinosaurs and they've got to fight for their... You know, people are trying to rally for their survival. But, you know, I was like wondering, like, what if it's actually the volcanoes threatening the dinosaurs and there's still like an argument of whether or not they should save them things like that i don't i don't really know but we do know that the volcano was a volcano was in a lot of jurassic world art and it was on the maps and it was on the website it's just amazing how it wasn't in the movie and if if the, if they really right. are going in this direction with the sequel if, if it's going to be something about a volcano on nublar then 
I mean, that's going to be a jarring thing to some people that maybe in Jurassic World they should have sort of hinted at that. Maybe. maybe. I mean, I unless it's... You know what I mean? If, if it's actually going to explode and destroy the island, if that's what they're hinting at, especially the concept art that does sort of show that, yeah. then Jesus Christ, maybe maybe they should have hinted that before the movie suddenly just destroys our island that we know and love, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, here's the thing. It could be an inactive volcano. Like, it could be a volcano that looks just like a mountain and it's about to blow its top. Um, that would explain it if they're like, you know, because there are tons of inactive volcanoes around the world and sometimes they become active. And when that happens, it can be quite catastrophic. So we might be dealing with a situation like that. I mean, it's a bit convenient that after the park closes, suddenly the island's like threatened by destruction anyhow. But I mean, I, I still kind of, I like the idea of the plot line. I think, you know, I think. Well, I mean, yeah, through, uh, throughout the canon, that was always explored in Michael Crichton's novels. Yeah, the geothermal. The novel, like going through the geothermal tunnels and like where the raptors are, where it's warm and um, mm, something no, like definitely. that. I mean, that could be explored and uh, you know, like I could, I could see it being like the, the, the mountain is, 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 you know, kind of touched upon, but then um, you know, at the very end or something, everything goes to crap. Pyro class is coming down a mountain or going through the forest. And um, I mean, that could we'll be a really see, cool element, but I mean, you don't want it to be like a, main blockbuster where it's just about explosions and lava. yeah I mean, no i i like you know i still like it to be grounded and a little down to earth not, i mean not that a volcano is uh beyond belief but we'll no see. i see what you're saying though you want it to be like they've said like jurassic park about a small group of characters and a nice isolated story yeah yeah i, I i'd much rather have that so so that's uh, interesting. Um, a couple of people have asked questions on um twitter which uh so if we, we can answer some of these so um, somebody has asked, would you guys prefer a Joe Johnston directed Lost World? And what's your favorite discarded idea for Jurassic World? So, no. Would you have wanted Joe Johnston to, to direct Lost World? No, personally, no. Because no. <laughs> The Lost World's the greatest movie ever made. Um, favorite discarded idea for Jurassic World? I guess we don't know many ideas other than the. the um, Human. The sort of human hybrid one. Yeah. Uh, but I think the one that I'd love to know more about is the one where Laura Dern was lead. Yeah. In 2007. Although, to be fair, that wasn't Jurassic World. I mean, I don't know if the question is specifying, like, I'm trying to think of things that... Jurassic World or Jurassic Park 4. Yeah, I'm trying to think of things that we know. Well, I think it's probably the same thing, right? Because there's only one idea for Jurassic World and they went with it, so... Right. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, there was the earlier version of Jurassic World was still sort of Jurassic World that uh, uh, Silver and Jaffa were credited for. Um, but we well, know, th- yeah, but we I mean, know that it that, was... But then that's, only, that's the only discarded idea, so I guess they're talking about Jurassic Park 4 as a whole you know yeah surely yeah okay fair enough fair enough yeah, yeah no yeah. i'd say so the humans probably 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 laura dern's the one where she leads yeah i would have she was supposed to be the lead i would have loved to maybe i don't know if a script ever existed but story outlines surely did and i would love just to be able to read some of the story outlines for many of those different iterations i mean there was at least wasn't there an iteration that they were claiming like we had sam neill jeff goldblum and laura dern like in the movie like, uh, yeah, there was that. There was uh, one where Lex was in. Yeah. Um, but they were going to cast Kira Knightley as Lex. What? There was, yeah. Yeah, there was... Um, God, there was so many. There was a lot where Richard Attenborough was going to return. Um, but yeah, I think it's that 2007 one, the one between Joe Johnston talking about it and the one between... Like, before it came, became Jurassic... You know, before it really... B- before in 2008, I think it was, when Michael Crichton passed and they said, oh, maybe we won't. 
do it. You know, it was before yeah. that one. They were almost ready to go on it, and it was Laura Dern was in the lead and something, and it was cool, and they were going back to Hawaii, and you know, that's sort of how I grew up feeling like Jurassic Park Four would be. So I'd love to be able to read something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would love to. I'm I mean, it didn't get very far. I, I'm very skeptical that full scripts existed because you never heard any rumors of um like so and so drafted a script for Universal. So it, it sounds like it was probably just like Joe Johnson, some of the like producers, and like everyone just kind of like spitballing ideas, like kind of outlining an idea. Yeah, but then you you had a lot of time. I remember most of the time, pretty much from 2001 to 2008. You had Frank Marshall and Kathleen Kennedy both saying, "Yeah, we're ready to shoot, and we're shooting next year." <laughs> yeah, in, and we it have never it happened. We have ideas, and it never happened. It was every every goddamn year. So that makes me think. Okay, yeah, obviously there's there are probably hundreds of storylines and outlines and, and sort of summaries and treatments, but I, there's there's got to be scripts, especially if they had approached actors. Yeah, you know, if 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 she had been called and said. Yeah, we, you know, we got the script, we're going to send it over. There, there had to be a, something more than a treatment. At least for some of those main ideas that we had. You'd think, yeah. you'd think, but I mean, maybe that is the main reason why it never, like, came into fruition. Because, like, it just never got further than, like, the spitballing ideas. And maybe they just kept changing the ideas. All we, all we know is that hybridized dinosaurs, genetically altered dinosaurs, has been around since, like, 2003. It's always been part of the plot for Jurassic yeah. Park 4. That was what they... Yeah, they said that they would wish they'd done yeah. for Jurassic Park 3. Come um, on, guys. Genetically hybrid monsters have been around since the beginning. I mean, if these animals were <laughs> the DNA. pure forms, they'd look Every a lot different is than a... <laughs> how they look now. Oh, my God. Um, That's interesting. Somebody did tweet me a question, but I just... It, it's gone. Ooh! Oh, wait! So I got really excited. I got I got excited because I saw Brian Cranston, and I almost read the question as in like news, like oh, you know that Brian Cranston's going to be in the movie. <laughs> so somebody else amongst the JP survivors from all four movies, who may return in Jurassic Park Five, in your opinion? Goldblum. Well, wh- yeah, I mean, I, I think we can all agree on Goldblum. Let's think about anybody else, or who would we like to see? Uh, Tim and Lex. Uh, but the thing is, after Jurassic World, as far as I can tell, they don't have a stake in Engine anymore. I doubt that they'd be like going along with Engine being like this privatized military company. But uh, before that, I've always thought it was interesting if they still retained like a little bit, like because of their connection to Hammond and Ludlow, if they maybe had like a personal stake in Engine that maybe they could have taken on the roles as they got older. But uh, yeah, after I, Jurassic I World, like I'm not Tim, sure if that Tim would make back. sense. But I, it could make sense with the right writing and ideas. I could see them getting involved. But Tim especially. Like, there was always rumors of, of, of Tim coming back. You know, Joseph Maslow returning, and he wants to go back to the island or something. And there was always rumors of those kind of stories. Um and rightly so. I mean, the kid. I mean, he's a good. He's a pretty good actor. You see him in the Pacific. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did I tell you the story about how he was like living in a closet, not because he needed to, but he was like roommates with people, and he just like lived in like a large walk-in closet, like underneath. Like I, it sounded like it sounded like Harry Potter. I, I met his roommates when I was in L.A., and it was just like, he was apparently like so chill, but like like it was just so strange. Like he could have had a room, he had money, but he was just I think like going to school and living in a closet. What? They're like he was a really, really chill, unique guy. Wow! They're like he was just—I guess he was just looking to save money, so he just. 
like, well, he's probably traumatized, guys. I mean, he had a, he had a he had a rough childhood. I don't know. He sounded like Harry Potter though, because I think they said like this closet was underneath like it's a walk-in closet on like the second floor, but there's a third floor above it. And I think the closet was like underneath the stairs, and I just was like, what? <laughs> but yeah, that's so interesting. The, yeah, that's strange. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I'm not doing the story proper justice because I really don't entirely remember it. But I was like almost in tears when she was telling me the story. Oh. I well, Joseph, we hope you're okay to... and that, you know, you, you don't need psychological help. It was apparently but... like 10 years ago or so, and he was just, she's like, no, 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 he was just, he had the money, he could have lived anywhere else, he just was trying to save money, so he was just rooming and rented out a closet. Yeah, but why a closet? I mean, I d- well, you could live anywhere she... for free <laughs> with a little more room. She said it was a and... large closet, to be fair, but like okay. it was like one of those well... walk-in closets. It's probably like one of those ones you go and you're like, god damn, this is a bedroom, not a closet, but... Oh, okay. Well, that could be... I mean, you lay up some sheets, you, you make a pretty cool fort. Yeah. I mean, that could be pretty cool. Yeah, right? You could, like, have a good pillow fort in there and just... It could be cozy, intimate, smack your head off the ceiling all the time, but, you know... I, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just would, found that interesting. I just... I mean, it'd be cool if... Uh, I always thought it'd be cool if Lex came back. I mean, because at this point, what if she was, like, a... You know, like a top hacker for... Uh, I'm a hacker. Nedry too. Anti-Nedry. Yeah, or some, you know, some, and, you know, and she has to go in and steal all of Wu's files. I'm not a nerd. I'm a hacker. Um, I'm a hacker. That's why she's like, you're a nerd. She's anonymous. You know, that's that's her role in now, where she's like an anonymous figure, where she sends out videos with of her with a, like a dinosaur mask. Oh, it's, it's the it's the Triceratops from the old classic dinosaur show, or the the boss of Sinclair. And no man, after she Jurassic was... Park, she owns her own grill house. <laughs> she is not a vegetarian she eats anymore. Purely meat. <laughs> yeah, she's not vegetarian no more. Uh... Um, so somebody's asked, when is Trespasser going to be mentioned in the movies? Now, probably never, but that's an interesting... If they try and, like, cre- you know, introduce that canon, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't really know what could be gained from it. The only thing that I could say that... The one thing that could be gained are the uh, John Hammond, uh, you know, sound bites where he kind of tells some of the story about the island and everything like along those lines. I could see them possibly integrating that somehow. But otherwise, I don't think that that would ever enter the universe nor have any reason to um an actor you would like in the jurassic franchise and then they've tagged glenn powell who auditioned for jurassic park four years ago and brian cranston yeah yeah my man um is there any actors out there that you'd love to see in them in the jurassic franchise i like the cranston idea uh only because i wanted to see more of him in godzilla yeah, I'm not yeah. a fan. Of, I mean, I love Cranston. I'm not sure if I like... I think that he's way too recognizable right now. Uh, I think that he had way too large of a huge, huge role. I, I, I think I'd rather have someone... Like, if someone's big... Because, like, I mean, there are a lot... Jurassic Park franchise does have a lot of actors that are, like, really well-worked, well-respected. But they're not, like... They're not Brian Cranston's or, you know, Tom Cruise's. Yeah, they're not Hollywood superstars, right? Like, like you know... The, the A-list stars, which is, yeah, which is why, you know, the Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt, it's a bit, it's a bit strange because the franchise is never really... To be fair, neither one of them were huge breakout stars when they got signed. Yeah, true. Um, and then Guardians of the Galaxy came out and that 
kind of changed Chris Pratt's yeah, his, status yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, overnight, uh, and then Jurassic World came out, and that only helped further. Um, but uh, you know, I always like the I, I thought like someone like you know Michael Keaton joining or Sigourney Weaver. Um, Michael Keaton. I, I, w- I wouldn't want Sigourney Weaver, but I can see it as a possibility now. She was in uh, Monster Cools, and she was great. Yeah. I've never seen her play yeah. a, a kind of pull-back role like that. You know, not the lead, not the kind of... Yeah, I wouldn't want her, like, crazy. her or them as a lead. Like, I would like to see them in, like, a sort of like a, you know, a John Hammond, a a, a Ludlow. Yeah, but I sort, of, I sort of find with Sigourney Weaver, I find that anyone like that, like, um... Oh, what are their names? Um... Oh, what's his name? Morgan Freeman. They're kind of mm. just thrown in movies nowadays, just to just to say they're. Oh in yeah, movie. for sure. But I don't and, think, and I don't. The Jurassic franchise can't. I can't oh no, deal I'm with totally, it like I'm that. totally there with you on that. No, I mean, I hope they would just cast the best actor um, available yeah. for the role. Uh, there are a lot of really good actors that like I, I I've seen, and I'm like, you know, this person not totally well known, but like, you know, there are quite a few quite a few talent people from. Uh, either Westworld or um, Stranger Things that I was watching. I'm like, you know, I, like Jeffrey Wright in uh, Westworld, I would have loved to see, I would love to see him in a Jurassic Park. Oh, Jeffrey Wright would be great yeah. in a Jurassic movie. Ooh, any of the ooh. kids in Jurassic World, in, in sorry, in Stranger Things. Yeah, like, I know, any, any of them. Any of those in, because, I mean, they're real kids. You know, they're not like the most attractive, oh, yeah. like the most prettiest little, like, you know what I mean? They're, they're kind of, they're and, they, and they can kids. act. And, and they can act, man. They can act. They can act. Um, I would love to see Mark Rylance in a. I could see oh, him in yeah, like. Yeah, totally. Uh, if if you know if he's he's a little more uh, recent and relevant in the past few years, but he was in Bridge of Spies, uh, uh, the BFG. Um, he was the BFG. Are, he was the BFG. Uh, but yeah, the, the the sweet little man and. Bridge of Spies, but he could be a great character in a Jurassic. Can I be honest movies. with you guys? I am not looking forward to Toby Jones at the moment being in Jurassic World. Too. Oh, shade. Um, I bet you. I, I bet you. I'll change my tone. No, I just haven't loved him in any role I've seen him in. It's always been a bit well, cheesy to me. Hopefully, he it gets. Depends. I see what you mean. It dep- he's like the kind of he's he's like, weird looking, and he's the scientist, and he's the weirdo, and everybody. It's a little bit like kind of I really yeah. hope he's not playing a typecast role. Because if he's playing something different than, like, what you expect him to play, then I'm not really going to have any problem. But, like, if he's kind of, like, typecast into that role that he usually plays, I, I just it's going to bug me a little. Yeah, uh, agree. Like, oh, have him play a Ludlow-type role. Yeah, I would. Like, yeah. a motherfucker, you know? Just a, a dick. Yeah. Who's mm. just out out for himself, like. I just. Um, yeah, no, I mean. I, I could, just I, don't typecast him. Because, like, that's my biggest worry is, like he's going to be exactly what you think he's going to be. And that's why I'm not really looking forward to it. I'm like, I really hope they don't typecast him into a role like that. Um, that, that I don't have anything against him as an actor or anything like that. It's just like the whole typecasting. Like, I'm like, I don't want that in Jurassic Park. Um, so th- that that's my you know, thinking there. He's like a strange collector. Like he's morbidly obsessed, like creepy, could be murderous, but like he's there to, he's like, he's just a strange collector of, of rare things. And, but, so he's he's, gonna, he's uh, he, Benicio del Toro in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Actually, yeah, Benicio del Toro that would be a cool actor. I mean, he like oh after Sicario, he's just yeah a that movie oh, was amazing. Like anyone from there, um, everybody, it's okay. Benicio del Toro is here. Yeah, and then he just comes in. Pop, 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 pop. No, I mean for real, everybody, he's a great director. Also, I'm not director. I'm a great actor. Also, you know, honestly, we know that he was originally going to play Owen, but I wouldn't mind seeing Josh Brolin return. 
he's he's another actor who I think is really uh, good. No, like I think that he, if he's out of rehab for sure. Is that even uh, why he good. left Jurassic World? I, I don't know. I know that's yeah, what we apparently. heard, but um, but you know I, I'll call this now. I mean I've tweeted this a couple of months back now. Toby Kebbell is one hundred percent in Jurassic World too. I just that's happening. I know it. What? That's happening. Why? Who? Kebbell? Toby Kebbell. Be- yeah, he was uh he was uh Cobra in Dawn of the Planet. Uh, or he was also the dad yeah, he's in He's been a in Monster so Calls. much. He, he was in a Monster Calls as well. Like, I mean the the he's dude in, who He's in yeah, Black Mirror. Um, I only he's see in Terrible Horse. Fantastic Four when I see him. Fantastic Four. Uh, he's in Yeah, no, nah, he's in If it. he played I, like I, a douchey representative of Engine like or like a lawyer or something like that, I could totally see it. He could. He's in Kong Skull Island as well, and uh, yeah, no, nah, he, he's definitely in it. He's got nothing on the horizon. He's got two projects coming out: one's Kong, and one's another one that's already been shot. He's definitely he's he's gearing up to film Jurassic World too. I know it. Well, what's interesting is we know that um, this is harkening back to Daniel Pinella, but if you look at her uh, her Twitter, she's like, I think it was like on the what they announced her on like the twenty what something and on the 19th she tweeted a vague tweet like when you get the news that you got a giant role in an upcoming movie but you can't talk about it but your life changes and then like a few days later they announced that she's in Jurassic World 2 and you're like oh that's what it was but she only got the role officially like a few days before that so the only thing that I'm saying is they're still in the casting process at at least as of a week ago they're still casting people so there's a very good chance that this isn't the case of they just haven't announced it yet it could be they literally haven't filled the role. I mean, obviously, I think every role is down to a short list at this point, and they probably have the actors that they they know who they want to fill the role, and now it's just down to negotiations. But either way, I, I it's very possible that he might just be on a short list, Jack, and you might be right, but, you know, I, it's possible I that... I know he's in it. He's got to be in it. <laughs> and I love that. I think he's great. I think he's a really good actor. Everything what I, if everybody... in that Black Mirror episode as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was good. What if everybody we just mentioned, though, ends up being in Jurassic? Like, what if we just called it <laughs> just now? Well, that's the full cast list. And there we go. It's like a couple months, we find out, like, all of these people that we just mentioned. Yeah. And then everybody's going to be like, oh, well, you guys knew beforehand you had the inside scoop. No. No. No, we're psychic. No, we, uh, yeah. We're, we're just psychic. I, I would like to see some more diversity in the cast as well. Like, I mean, I really liked Irfan Khan. Uh, he killed it in Jurassic World. He was such a fucking good actor. Like, Ah, uh, I, 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 it kills me that he's dead. Um, but a, anyhow, yeah, no, I mean, I just want to see more diversity in the sequel for the casting, and I, I want to see just I, when I see the movie, I want to see people really doing a good job in their roles. So, when do you think we will get a title announcement? I have no idea. Are, are they going to pull like that. the Star Wars thing and try to keep it yeah. secret until before the first trailer? I, I honestly that would be like November of, of De- or December of this year. That'd be it. I mean, to do it, because I mean, Star Wars is doing it what eleven months before the release. Yeah, it's Star Wars. They uh, would have done it sooner if it weren't for Rogue One. So I guess one, that's I'm sure. July. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, let's pretend that Star Wars might have a like a TV spot during the Super Bowl. I don't think they will, but uh, let's pretend like that. Then that means that they release a title two weeks before the uh first tra- the first trailer so if universal follows their trend of favoring like revealing next year's blockbuster during november so that means uh probably during thanksgiving for jurassic world 2 
their first trailer. Um, wow, guys, we're gonna get a trailer this year. Oh yeah, that's crazy. That is yeah. crazy that, to to think. Shit. Yeah, I mean, trailer. I mean, guys, this it's happening. <laughs> it's happening. It's it's we're we're an hour and a half into the podcast, and it's all of a sudden, like, you guys. Jurassic World 2, it's happening. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait, stop. It's happening. It's, it's real. <laughs> um, Jurassic Collectibles asks, uh, do you think the second chapter of Jurassic World will resolve the Hammond's last wish motive? Last wish motive. Or the, uh, uh, I think they'll ignore are we it. Talking the, uh, are we talking the, yeah, the preserve? That's ignored. That would just feel Sorry. too, like, I, well, I don't know. The only person he would really have a good reason to bring that up is um, Simon Misrani and... Uh, his, he's dead. Simon he Mizrani is dead. They both did. So Toreno Wright asks, "Will uh, with filming in Hawaii beginning this February, uh, would you think we would see Rexy and Blue again? In yes. Some way? Yes. Well, yes. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, I yes. I don't want to see Blue again, but it's going I, to happen. Obviously, I want to see the Rex again, but it's go- yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I mean, like I, I can understand Owen's motivation." Like, if, if there was something threatening the, like, livelihood of the dinosaurs, I could really see if, if there was a solution set up in place. I could really, I mean, if I were no in shoes, I would want the Velociraptor that I worked with to at least have a life. Uh, however, and this is an unpopular opinion, I don't want Blue to be buddy-buddy with people in the sequel. I want Blue to just be a wild raptor. I, I it just, that doesn't mean we don't have to root for her. Same for the T-Rex. We can root for her, but she should be dangerous. Uh, she should be an animal, and she, sh- as any animal is, under the right conditions, they're dangerous. I mean, they're not killing machines, but these are carnivorous animals that probably have to eat a lot. Um, solitary carnivorous animals at that. So, yeah, I would like to see, if Blue returns, I would like to see maybe her act a little more like a velociraptor. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I'm with you. I, I, it would be lame if he comes back to the island and just and she just gives her. another one of her uh, hey, her, her little western nods. nods, like her like cowboy before riding off in the sunset, like nod, just <laughs> Owen. What up, sucker? Hey, how's it going? It's been ages, I, yo. <laughs> I would love to yeah, see, no. June, uh, you know, like pull the element from the original novel with the junior T Rex, adolescent T Rex. Maybe like yeah. a few, you know, five years old. That, yeah, a few years old. But because I mean, Rexy at the time may have been the only adult Rex, but I'm sure they were. You know, they had some infants running around or in some labs that got loose or. The you know, so Jurassic few... World website said something like their their Tyrannosaur family has never gotten in a fight or something like that. So the I mean I mm. I don't know I know Colin was very involved with that type of stuff, but I'm not sure how involved. So I'm not sure if it was like a purposeful idea to allude to there being more than one tyrannosaur uh i also know that the t-rex in jurassic world wasn't always the original rex i mean for a long time it was just you know they're trying different color palettes but it was favoring sort of the green lost world male um Mm. kind of viewing uh among the largest carnivores to ever have stalked the planet tyrannosaurus was one fearsome dinosaur tyrannosaurus fossils have shown tooth marks that could have only been from, made by their own kind made by their own kind though we've never seen a t-rex family feud at jurassic world family feud so i mean 
Well, so, yeah, when it comes to food and survival, that would be pretty cool to come back to Nublar and there's just two T-Rexes going at it, as in mm-hmm. fighting. <laughs> uh, that, would yeah, that would be, be pretty dope. sweet. I like that you had to specify. I'd, I'd see that, but I think I also Triceratops versus T-Rex, right? Yeah, th- that is a... Still haven't seen that. Doesn't that need to happen? I, you know, it kind of does, but you know what I would really like to see is um uh, a pack of Velociraptors hunting like a wild herd of triceratops and like i think of like when you see wolves hunting bison and like the way that they like round them up but the thing is triceratops they can be really dangerous and i think that we could see i would love to see velociraptors hunting for food rather than kind of fighting for defense i guess if that makes sense because i think the velociraptors killing people uh in jurassic park is because they broke free and they perceived humans as a threat so they're probably they're like hey when we get around people and try to do our own thing they kill us so we need to kind of take care of that and then in the lost world it's because they basically stumbled upon their nest um right so i i would like to see velociraptors hunting for food for once and i think that seeing them hunting like a herd of animals would be really herd of dinosaurs well, we would be really cool kind, well no never mind they were chasing the humans through the Never mind. You can yeah. talk about Jurassic Park 3 when they run through the horde of uh, Parasaurs and Cory Theosaurs. Yeah, when I first saw the trailer, I, that's what I thought it was, was was raptors hunting, but then the humans were in yeah, yeah. the middle. And then yeah, I no, they're following them because so. of the uh, the eggs that the Billy eggs. had. Right. But, um, yeah, no, I would love to see Velociraptors hunting, like, just see a hunting pattern from the Velociraptors. It could be a really cool sequence. And there could be a good reason to see it, and it could, you know, things could get troubling as it occurs because what might start as like dinosaurs hunting might end up being like chaos for the humans. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I think, think there's potential there. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting. I guess next month, then filming begins, or towards the end of the month, maybe March. News is going to start just flowing in. Um, Possibly. We might not learn of the plot, we might not learn of character names, but news is going to start flowing in. Uh, but until then, be sure to stay tuned to JurassicOutpost.com for news and information. Obviously our Twitter and Facebook pages pretty regularly uh, <laughs> pretty regularly updated. Uh, any final thoughts, guys, before we play the uh, interview with Paul? Um, no, it's... no. We're, I'm just excited like we, to see what happens. Yeah, we're here. Like we just realized a few minutes ago, it's happening. Yeah, it's... I don't... I, I realize it on like a cognitive level. I'm not like feeling it yet, if that makes sense. But agreed, I, yeah, agreed, agreed. And I don't know if it's because you know I have to spend a lot of time like reporting and researching on it, so it takes like a little bit more substantial to get me excited because I'm kind of surrounded by it so much. And I, I think that might be it. Like like because I'm around it so much, I need something bigger to like really feel it. But uh, I, I'm excited. I, I guess yeah, yeah the, like, totally know what you mean. See news. When I first see news, the first thing I think of is I got to post. Yeah, that. exactly. We got to get that up. We got to get that up. We got to get that yeah. up. Yeah, and I don't even. Yeah, I don't even think. Ah, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. yeah, we'll make sure to stay tuned. Also with uh, Sean over at Real News, Tor- Real New. Wait, Real, Real news. news Hawaii. Real News Hawaii now, uh, because I mean he will be on that like, like a raptor on a Hoskin sandwich. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nothing better than a Hoskins sandwich. And there's probably Hoskins of- sandwich. But yeah, uh, Real News Hawaii will be following all that coverage. So in about a month, actually, I wouldn't really. They're going to be coming in between now and the next month with uh, just 
some of the executive crew, uh, yeah. trailers will start getting set up. Locations will start getting kind of maybe set up. I wouldn't be surprised if sets start being built. Um, I mean, I mean, it, it depends what goes first, right? I think London's right. coming first. Yeah, I don't think they're doing all of London Hawaii. first. I bet you they start shooting no, no. in London for a bit, go to Hawaii, and then wrap up in London again. Yeah. Um, so and anywhere yeah, else think, um, because there might be like little other locations around the world elsewhere that they're planning at shooting at, but it might just be like a few days here and a few days there, so that didn't get like heavily reported. Um, you know, we're not gonna you know like when Kong Skull Island started filming, it's not like beforehand. There, I don't think there were like a ton of rumors like Kong Skull Island's gonna film at Hawaii and on a set and in Vietnam. Yeah, that's what and I mean, man. Sean, go to Sean is Australia. lurking in the. Sean's lurking in the jungle right now as we speak on the lookout for like anything and everything that's being filmed on the island. And Jurassic Park is one of his favorite, if not his favorite. And yeah. so, I mean, you, I mean, I've be, been that, I've be done that with him. I've scoured the forests, the jungles. <laughs> for, for we news. know, survives off we know of he's we, we crept past security guards for, for Jumanji and we, <laughs> we were, we were coming in the set. So, but, yeah, I, that... I think that there might be another filming, like an on-location filming location that we haven't heard about, because the the rumor is right now that Jurassic World might only film in Hawaii for a shorter amount of time. Jurassic World Two might only film there as like what a month is what he's saying. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. We'll find out. Stay I, tuned. I, I, we will find out. Stay tuned. Uh, and yeah, here is our interview with Paul from Chronicle. We're joined with Paul Francis, the co-founder and art director of Chronicle Collectibles. It's been a while since we last spoke. How are you doing, Paul? How's it going, Jack? How's it going, Chris? It's yeah, been going good. great. We've been busier than ever. Yeah. yeah. So let's, I mean, let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about Owen and Blue, because that's sure. just come up for pre-order. It, it has. And that, I mean, I mean, for me, that's one of the best pieces you guys have done so far. It looks yeah. so accurate. Well, I appreciate you saying that. It was it was kind of interesting because it was the first time that we really, you know, we, we had no idea how an actor was going to respond to it. With Arnold Schwarzenegger and doing Arnold's likeness, we go through, you know, several layers of agents. Um, and I think mostly, as long as you stick to the script, Arnold's pretty good about approving stuff. So with Chris Pratt, we were just a tad bit worried, you know, about how he would react to his likeness. Um, you know, so it was kind of interesting that when we, when we did the original sculpture, we, I don't know if, it, if, if rugged is a good way to put it, but we, we sculpted him, you know, I guess whenever you try to do a sculpture of a likeness, you try to, you know, hit on certain features and things. And I, and I don't think anybody wants to come off looking bad when they make an action figure or when they make a statue. Although I've seen a lot of horrible, you know, statues and action figures in my days. So yeah. I actually think the process was very easy with Chris. Um, you know, we sent everything over to Universal. They got it to him, and he looked at it and and really only had two little comments, you know, and we changed those. And I, I think now we're, you know, we're all approved. We'd, we we had to put a pending license or approval when we did the pre-order because Chris hadn't yet signed off on it. But everything about the likeness was done. It was just like paint, like the, you know, we got the color of the pants a little wrong and stuff like that. So it's pretty much, um, we're reshooting it. I think we just reshot the photos and the photos will be updated on the website and it should say, it shouldn't say pending license or approval anymore. Nice. Cool. Yeah. That, yeah. That, I think that, I, go on, Chris. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, I think I saw that the pants color changed and I want to say like, 
am I mistaken, or did Blue's hue change a tiny, tiny bit? Or no, we didn't. We didn't mess with Blue at all. It may just be a lighting thing. At the okay, top. okay, yeah. I saw the picture and I wasn't sure. I was like, it kind of looked a little different, but I, I noticed the pants immediately. So this must have been a lighting thing. Uh, yeah, the pants we'd originally painted like a, a brownish color, um, you know, and I, I guess it's just because we didn't, for some reason, look at all the re reference for for Owen. I mean, not everybody gets it right 100% of the time, but it's they're actually kind of like a steel gray color, I guess, um, you know, what he wore actually in the film. So it was it was just slightly different, and um, but blue, we it was kind of interesting because. Universal had sent us the crop outs for blue and, and you know what it was supposed to look like. And then Glenn McIntosh uh, and Greg Grimsby up at ILM actually sent us daylight, nighttime, dusk, morning turnarounds of blue and then like a flat map where they take the skin and they lay it out perfectly flat. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, you can see how it's painted and everything. And then Alex used those to paint it. So when we sent it over to Universal, he has these dorsal stripes that go down his back. Um, and they're not on like Universal's like approval uh, site. So <laughs> once again, you know, it's interesting to educate the, you know, the licensors and what something actually looks like as compared to what their style guide says that it needs to look like, you know. Yeah. So I think yeah. we, so we, we kind of have this quid pro quo now where, you know, we send something over and we painted it. We, I, I just make sure Amy puts all the taglines on there. This is ILM's paint code. This is, you know, this is direct from Glenn McIntosh. <laughs> and it's like, we don't get any pushback anymore. You know, it was just like, it, it just goes right through. So that's, that's I mean, great. If you check you on, would... um, you sent us some behind the scenes pictures of uh, piecing together blue uh, and painting right. her and stuff. So you can check them on Jurassic Outpost. But I've got to ask, because I've seen a number of comments about this. The Raptor sculpt is perfect. Is there any way that in future you may be sort of repainting this to do Jurassic Park raptors in this size, uh, Lost World raptors in this size? Yeah, I think, you know, our our main goal is to do at some point, you know, raptors in the kitchen for 25th anniversary. We're, we're right now gearing up for, um, uh, we're getting a meeting with the parks um, and the field museum. So there's the Jurassic Park experience and there's the, the, I think there's four universal parks uh, all over the world right now, and what we're going to be, we're, what we're going to try to start doing is selling our products into the parks. So the night scale size lends itself really good to be sold in the park, uh, yeah. you know, as a as a as a statue. Because I think the way they've started doing it now is they take pre-orders, they send us the pre-order, and then we we ship to the customer, you know, as the product comes in, which is great. Format. It's what we already do. We're already established in that in that field. So I think that night scale line is going to continue on because you know the Raptor's thirty inches long. Um, you know, as the maquette, I've got the the Stan Winston bronze here on my desk. So I mean, it is a huge piece, and I don't think people really realize how big some of this stuff is. You know, that's so true. But this this <laughs> yeah. this looks like such a good size. And just to confirm, it's based on the Entertainment Weekly photo of, of Pratt. Yeah, so uh, Sean Dobbs is a sculptor for Blue. We used all the reference and everything, and this was before we were working with ILM, so the Breakout Rec, okay. you know, the the Blue, all those were done prior to us working with ILM. Now, um, I, I, I'm doing live casts. I'm actually doing a live feed today um, at about 1 o'clock 
um, on, on the internet. So we, this Facebook live thing is now blowing up where, you know, we got something like 180,000 views on our Facebook live page, you know? Oh, wow. uh, so it's, it's just really crazy how we can reach a lot of fans in an hour and, you know, interact with them through posts and everything. And, and, uh, so it's, it's really crazy, but yeah, to get back to the thing. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be debuting today the the Indominus versus T-Rex. We've printed it out at about 148 scale, and we're going to show people today what that looks like. And that's all from the ILM uh, uh, sculptures. So they've sent us blue. They've sent us the IREX. They've sent us the T-Rex. And we have kind of wired dinosaurs now to where we can pose those and we can do stuff with it. So we didn't have that for Owen and Blue, but I think Sean Dobbs did a – an amazing job on blue. You know, we went through so many layers of, you know, approvals with, you know, ILM and Amblin and universal on that. So I think Owen and blue is, is a killer piece and it is based on the entertainment weekly cover, which was art directed by again, Glenn McIntosh at ILM mm -hmm. on set. And they, you know, they art directed that out and shot everything. So that was just one of those things. When I got that issue, I was like, Oh, that's a cool photo, man. That'd make a great statue, you know? And then, we didn't, you know, everybody's like, well, where's all the forest canopy and all this? It's just, you know, what do you want? No, it's, it's the perfect statue, in my opinion. Honestly, it, like, I love if, it. If you start putting greenery in there, it starts looking like fish tank decorations, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. It, I, I just, I like it. It's it's part of, you know, it. it's part of Jurassic World in the sense that it was that uh, promotional piece. And it just translates so well to a statue. It's got a really nice, clean base, but it's also creative. I love the uh, that they're saying in the Indominus Rex footprint. And yeah, I, I think mean, that was you know, and I think that was actually Dean Tolliver who who designed the base. Um, I think that was maybe Dean. It, it, that could have been could have been Carrie Gamble that drew that, but I think Dean came up with that, and I thought it was very clever, you know, to have the big Indominus you know footprint. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I, yeah, I love that. I'm surprised that that's actually not an ILM model because it looks like you've got all of, like Blue's unique scoots and scales, like how she's got a little bit of a bumpier, spikier face. It looks like everything is like it's, you know, it's to the dot. I mean, we we had great reference for, for <laughs> Blue uh, from Universal, and you know, Blue has definitely a different head shape. The scales are different. Their pubic bone is different too. You know, original Raptors had that real low pubic bone, yeah. Which dinosaurs are supposed to have and i guess in jurassic world they just erased all that you know it's like ah we don't want them to have a pubic bone so it's like they, they don't really have a digestive system you know anymore so <laughs> it's i think it had to do with the references that they were using i've talked to a few people over at uh iom about how they kind of recreate some of the dinosaurs and it sounds like they use some intriguing ref references they didn't yeah, have as much as you'd think. I think that goes back to not having people like Phil Tippett and, you know, you know, our Dino Jack Horner and all of our dinosaur experts working on these films like Crash McCreary and, you know, Gregory Paul, um, you know, who, you know, at least when Stan did it, you know, they really tried to pay homage to the dinosaur. And I think yeah. really, really took that into play and studied iguanas and chameleons and everything that kind of have that dinosaur feel. And, you know, with Jurassic World, they're definitely fantasy dinosaurs. You know, they're not yeah. they've gotten right. away from what I think they tried to do in Jurassic Park, where it was like bring dinosaurs alive and make them as accurate as possible to now. Well, people don't care about that anymore. We're just going to put, you know, fantasy <laughs> lizards on the screen and let them eat, you know. So, especially make with the you know. 
Yeah. Well, I don't know. There's a there's been like a rumor around the community mainly because of an IMDb listing, but uh, Crash McCreary is listed on Jurassic World too. So something that I'm hoping ends up panning out. We're hoping um, not to change the subject, but we're working with Crash McCreary now, as you guys know, and we're doing um, the Baby Raptors, which is a pretty famous drawing of his, where it's three juvenile raptors, and we're assuming it's the three that originally were born and you know they you know they talk about them where hey there were three and mm-hmm. you know bigger one killed the little one you know so it, yeah we're just assuming that those three are the ones that started out together and maybe not all of them survived to adulthood so but anyway we're doing those in one-to-one scale and i may be debuting those today on the on the Ooh. live um you know just a, a quick little look at them and Crash, of course, has been heavily involved. He drew the other sides of the babies for us so we could see what the legs look like on the other side. He would do Photoshop comps. Um, Sean Dobbs did the the baby raptors as well. And he would do the digital art and then send me them in flat art form to match Crash's drawing. And Crash would Photoshop anything that he didn't really like on it. Uh-huh. And I- that process was kind of cool, you know, because you're taking something that's 2D and making it 3D. And when Crash drew these, like, they have odd leg movements, like chickens. They have their legs pulled up. And it's hard to, you know, here again, you know, when you draw something, you don't really think, oh, well, this is never going to be turned into a sculpture. So yeah, here. yeah. <laughs> so, it's, so it was really cool to see the process and Crash's process of bringing all that together. And I think the Baby Raptors, while it's not – necessarily canon that it's from the film it's probably the only baby raptor piece that we're going to end up doing and i think it's gonna be pretty spectacular crash is going to sign all of them um he is donating all of his money uh to charity which will be announced um at some point we're going to donate a portion of, of our proceeds to the same charity so uh, i think that's, that's really nice. a thing moving forward that maybe we might start doing some more of so you know, in the end, uh, I think Baby Raptors are going to be really killer. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm really, really looking forward to that piece. And having Crash's involvement, I mean, just even without Crash's involvement, that's a really cool piece. But knowing that Crash is involved with this in, to such a degree uh, is really, really cool. And I love that. I mean, that's like a piece of artwork that I grew up looking at in uh, different resolutions. You know, it, you know, it was in like, I believe it made the making of Jurassic Park book. Uh, but yeah. uh, it's something that you've seen for a long time, but never really... Yeah, it was in the trading cards, you know. I mean, yeah. they, they, they use that image a lot. So I think people are familiar enough with that image that they'll know that it's, you know, part of the Jurassic Park universe. I think at the end of the day, if you're a if you're a dinosaur fan, having three playing baby raptors yeah. is a cool thing to have anyway. So um, we're actually talking about taking one of them and making it into possibly a bronze and offering a bronze of one of them and do a signature edition with crash on just, you know, pulling off one and making it into a bronze. But uh, that's something that we want to start doing some more of too, is maybe doing some bronzes based on some of these dinosaurs, like the breakout Rex. We were actually considering doing a bronze. Yeah. You mentioned bronze breakout Rex. Yeah, and it, it, it might be an exclusive to the parks now. We want to start selling more into the okay. parks. So we're going to – you're going to see a lot of our dinosaurs scaled down to, say, 12 inches and made in different materials like PVC and stuff and then sold into the parks. So okay. you can go to the parks and you can get, you know, where, you know, you buy our big 24-inch piece. It may be $500 in the park. It may be under 50 bucks. 
you know, but you know, little rubber dinosaur, but it's light years ahead of anything that's, that they would be selling in the parks right now. So that's kind of exciting for us that we're kind of moving in that direction to where we, you know, the, the, the parks want to have more Jurassic Park. And I think with 25th anniversary, it's going to be a huge push for them to have as much Jurassic Park in the gift shops for the, for the, for the universal parks. So that's going to be cool for us. Um, it will not be wrestling too as well then. I'm sorry, you're breaking up, Chris. I said, wouldn't the 25th anniversary push overlap with Jurassic World 2 then? <laughs> I can guess that. Are you hearing that? <laughs> yeah. Chris, you've gone proper breakout right there. <laughs> um, um, you're sounding pretty glitchy. Go on. Yeah, you sound like Beyonce at a concert, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, shoot. Uh, oh, Chris is back. Chris is back. Oh, I think, okay. I think <laughs> sorry your, about that. Your Wi-Fi in Middle America has caught up finally. So there you go. <laughs> there we go. Um, no, I was saying with the uh, twenty, you know, the push for twenty-fifth anniversary. Wouldn't that be overlapping with the release of Jurassic World Two? Uh, yes, it absolutely is, and it's a little terrifying in that we just don't want to burn everybody out on Jurassic Park. So we're trying to space things out uh, as best as we can. So I think the female T-Rex bus, we're going to try to have up possibly this month for pre-order, but it may actually end up being like the 1st of February. Uh, Baby Raptors will be probably within, you know, 30 days of that. So we kind of have to stagger things out because right now we have a lot of stuff that's getting ready to be delivered. So we've had the T-Rex before Christmas. Now we've got breakout wrecks on the way. We've got stegos on the way. We've got compies on the way. And I mean, all of these are like the next 45 to 50 days for us. I mean, that King Conan is coming in today. Quarter scale endoskeletons are coming in today. It's just like, <laughs> it's insane. We, we literally had to go rent another 3000 square foot facility. That's across the street from us just to oh, have wow. The product that's coming in because we can't get it out fast enough. You know, a lot of things that we do too is, and people have to realize we do a lot of payment plans. So we hold some of that product up to 10 months. And, and even though, you know, we typically ship within that 10 months time, sometimes we don't like quarter endos are mostly paid. We'll just, we'll start shipping those as soon as they get in. But with some of the dinosaur stuff that we've got, you know, we have to hold these massive boxes for several months and we have to have a place to store all that stuff. So people don't, Think about that, you know, it's just like, oh, they make this stuff and they ship it out. Well, yeah, but with payment plans, we have to store some of it, you know, for several months before it's all paid off. But, uh, I mean, and that's totally fine. It's just right now we seem to have a glut of product that's just hitting all at once, which is it's great. It's Yeah. No, I mean, it's thoroughly exciting. And I think I've got to ask as well. Um, so the, the, the your first product that you released, the Lost World one-fifth scale T-Rex bus, that sold out super quickly and now people are beginning to – receive that um and it, from what i've seen it's getting really good reviews what's what's next what's shipping next is it the compi i think the breakout is the next one nice. breakout's nice and that I, one i don't want to say it you know anything out of school but i'm almost positive that that one is either on the water or being shipped so i mean we're close i, cool. I, I would think that it would be in by now but i, I don't know what the holdup is on it to be 100 percent honest i don't i try not to take on too much in my head you know i mean it's like amy will come in and go 
hey, we're getting this today or, hey, we're getting this next week, you know, talk about it on the on the cash. She hasn't told me anything about that. Of course, we haven't had a meeting on the live feed today, but um, next will be breakout, then stego, and then the compi. So I think the breakout and the stego come in at about the same time. Okay. Cool. I, I'm super excited for that breakout. I yeah. it just, it's super, <laughs> it's, it's such a cool freaking piece. It's yeah. I, I mentioned, you know, there's a lot of people that wrote me and had concerns because of the fence and you know, what we're doing with the fence that you're going to have to art direct your own fence a little bit, you know, when you get it in and bend a few wires here and there. And I saw somebody made the comment that said, Oh, it's the first product where I actually have to damage it. And it's like, you're not damaging it. You're just, you know, we have to ship this thing in a way to where, you know, doing something like a fence that goes on this thing. I mean, the box would be so massive if I shipped it assembled that nobody could afford it. I mean, it just would be yeah. as of a mini fridge box. Um, so when we when we did it, we needed everything to ship flat. So I designed the fence to come off and be a flat piece because I engineered it that way. And originally I thought that they could kind of art directed in China in cable and, and, you know, I wanted to do a braided cable. It's just, we went through, you know, four or five braided cables. We even ended up making our own braided cable and it just, it didn't work. And it was so costly that it was going to add too much to the price of the piece. So we ended up doing the wire and I'm going to shoot a video. I think I get a breakout Rex tomorrow. One of the official ones, um, oh, like cool. the, the final funnel version. And I'm going to shoot, possibly another video earlier next week when I come back um, showing the, the uh, how to do the fence assembly and everything before anybody gets it. Cause we'll, yeah. we're, we're actually going to, we're going to get one before anybody sees it. So it, that in a stego, and then I'm going to do like another little quick review. But anyway, don't want to freak anybody out. The fence is going to be super easy. You just put it in the, you put it on the base and we just, bend a few wires and it's going to be super cool. And I, I actually think people will kind of dig it. You know, if you look at the reference and you bend the wires, you're, you're kind of making your own little diorama, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, it's just, it's such a beautiful looking piece. That Tyrannosaurus itself is just like such a showstopper. And, uh, it's you know, the piece. Yeah, we, it is the Jurassic yeah. Park piece. It is. And, and it, it has proved that it is the piece, you know, it, it it's, you know, I think Owen and Blue's done about half what, you know, the Breakout Rex has done. So that kind of just tells you that classic JP is still, you know, near and dear to fans' hearts. Yeah, I uh, imagine, like, the newer stuff probably will do better with, like, like, like if you do Jurassic World 2 stuff, it will probably do fantastic if you premiere it with, like, a Jurassic World 2 trailer or something. You know what I mean? Like, something like along those lines where you have, like, a preview piece. It'll probably go crazy then, but then classic Jurassic will kind of overtake it in popularity again yeah i think i think with the fan base you know it's really about classic uh you know jurassic unfortunately with our license we have to put out jurassic world i mean our license was for jurassic world and it included the other movies so mm -hmm. you know we we have to be aware of that and we've done a lot of jurassic and we've done very little you know world except for the owen and blue piece which i think has been extremely well received especially with universal uh, they got the samples of the T-Rex bust, and all we heard was positive response from Universal Studios. So they love the box, they love the packaging, they love the, the piece itself. And, and you know, when we get that kind of feedback from Amblin and ILM and from Universal, it just makes us think that, you know, that we're doing, we're on the right track. And yeah, I, think, I think that'll show as we get further down the road this year, 
towards 25th anniversary when people see what we're going to be making, you know, for 25th anniversary, I think it'll just prove that, you know, Universal's 100% behind us. They've got a few little hiccups right now. You know, their social media is kind of all over the place. We really want them <laughs> pushing us through their social media. You know, we really we want to get into the parks. So that's what I was telling people in the live feed, too. It's like we're going to be carrying a little bit of stock on the Breakout Rex and on the Stego and on the Compi. So if you're at all interested in those, you know, you better get off the fence and you better order one because whatever stock we have left over after we ship, I think the parts are probably going to take most of that. So I got to ask, that's even carry high end stuff. How's the compi doing? Um, It's okay. You know, it's probably going to be in the 300 range, you know, 300 pieces. We thought that it would sell better. It's the most affordable piece that we've ever done. And, you know, it's 30 inches long. It's one to one scale, but you know, it just hasn't resonated with fans, I guess. Uh, uh, d- even seen I it mean, in person. It's, it's been in my cart for a couple of months now, and I think I'm going to make the plunge this month. Um, I got to, <laughs> I got to get that compi. I have always wanted the Lost World compi on my desk, so that's you know, that, that's my piece. Well, I hope you have a big desk because he's a he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's a big dinosaur, you know. So it's uh, again, it's, it's it's we like doing these big pieces. Yeah, um, have no, you got, it's have kind you of got funny. one of those with you at Chronicle now? Have you got one of the um, one of the models? I do. I do. We had the pre-production sample on the live feed last week, and it's it's absolutely, you know, somebody bitched at me too because they said, uh, "Oh, well, companies shouldn't do their own product reviews," and I'm not reviewing product. I'm just showing <laughs> what we're getting in, you know. And yeah, I'm going to say everything's great because I love everything that we do. You know, I'm not going to say. Oh well, this is all screwed up, and oh, this is all bad. No, I'll let the fans do that. You know, they <laughs> like I'm a, I'm a we, and I say it every time we sponsor the statue forum, and I pay to be abused on a daily basis. You know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know what? That feedback's important, and I, and I don't begrudge the fans. You know, I've I've never really, never really taken it personally when somebody has a bad review of a product. You know, it's like everybody has their opinion and. We do the absolute best that we can. We try to deliver quickly. You know, we know some companies take three years to make stuff. We we took a year and a half to make an endoskeleton. It was extremely hard to do. But, you know, dinosaurs and stuff like that, we're hoping we can get these out in six to eight months, you know, and, and we try to do quick turnarounds. It's just, you know, China's China and, you know, our factories get backed up. And with universal approved factories, it's a little slower than normal because – there's so few universal factories and we have to wait our turn. So, you know, and people, people have to realize that when you do universal products, it's, it's a whole different kettle of fish, you know, and we have to charge more for it because we pay more for it. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, I mean, it, it's a more it's like a higher standard of quality. And if I'm not mistaken, just to it, get this it, made. It's held to a higher standard, you know, the living conditions, the work conditions, the, you know, healthcare on site, good foods, good, you know, no overcrowded dorms, you know, water purified into the factory, water purified out of the factory, everybody having proper safety equipment. I mean, it's really, it's what should be done across the board in China. And we wish that it was because it make it our life a hell of a lot easier in making these products. I would, I would be happy to pay more. And I think even the fans would be happy to pay more for their statues if they knew we weren't killing people in China, you know, to make them. <laughs> I mean, I've seen some deplorable. I've been to China. I mean, I've seen some deplorable uh, conditions over there, and you know, we typically don't use those kind of factories. 
you know, the kind of factories that will uh, are, are not the good factories. You can usually see the company's stuff getting, getting bootlegged before the product ships to the U.S. You know, that's a huge problem yeah. now um, with several companies. One of, them, one of the companies is a real good friend of mine. He was putting up these big, like, quarter, one-third scale statues. They were on eBay, like Chinese eBay, months before he even his shipments even shipped. That's and, yeah, you know, and it, I mean that's just rampant. You will never see that with a Chronicle product because we just don't use those kind of factories, you know. So I'm sorry, I got off on a tangent there. No, 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 no. It's, it's cool. I mean, <laughs> I mean to wrap up, I guess I th- I think people need to if they haven't check out the live stream that you guys did last week, and there'll be another one online now as well as chroniclecollectibles.com to check out the shop some of the items are still for pre-order i think the only one that's sold out is the is the breakout oh no sorry not the breakout the um the one-fifth bust yeah and we actually had we had one distributor cancel their order on us so i think we had like nine open up but I'm pretty sure we had 30 or 40 people on a wait list, so those are probably already gone. Uh, <laughs> nice. So you, you know, can still get the Stegosaurus, the Compi, which yeah, I think I'm going to order that. Well, there were. I mean, I imagine there's going to be a few like quote unquote like second, not second hand, but like different stores have bought them in bulk. So you could probably buy them not through you guys. You'll probably have to pay a little bit more. But there will be stuff yeah, available online. Once we put it out, it's sold out. It's like, oh, dollar sign. Everybody sees dollar sign, you know. So, uh, well, it can reinforce the idea of pre-ordering when you, yeah. and you know, had you bought it before the thirty days was up, you actually got it at a discount, which helps yeah. on which helps on the shipping. You know, we do a thirty-day pre-order where we try to discount the product just a little bit, you know, unless it's under five hundred bucks, and then sometimes we even do that, but. You know, people need to realize that if if we offer fifty dollars off for the first thirty days, and you're buying a very large product and you're shipping maybe you know a hundred dollars, well, you just say you know, granted, you know, you can still look at it as like, well, I'm still paying the same thing, but no, you're really not. You know, you're saving yeah. fifty dollars at the end of the day, and you know, fifty bucks is fifty bucks in this day and age. So absolutely, I mean, it it, it <laughs> might not be as much as like the product. But it's it's it goes further than you think. It does. It it really does. It and adds up. We just try to you know we're just trying to offer the best that we can we can uh, we can do and and you know keep putting out quality product. And I, I think within the next month and a half we're going to have some cool stuff up for pre order. So hang tight and keep watching the live feeds. It's we're trying to do them every Thursday between one and three o'clock. So you know it's um. We'll hit a lot of topics. I think today I'm going to go over Indominus versus T-Rex. I'm going to go over the one-to-one scale Raptor bust. Uh, we're going to talk about Robocop. We're going to, you know, we're going to try to pack in a little bit more this time. I think we did an hour last time. We're going to try to keep them to an hour. Um, but I think uh-huh. last, you know, we only had a couple of hundred people, you know, viewing it. So we want to get those numbers up and, and you know, have more people asking questions during the live feed. So, yeah, yeah check I think it's a. I think we are the first company to use that in the industry. So it's kind of uh, we want to be the we want you know we're the first ones to offer big payment plans at ten months. You know, so we want to lead the way. We don't want to follow and and absolutely um, for sure. Well, Paul, thanks oh, so much for speaking. to You us. know what? Before I forget, 
Jack, Jack, real quick before I forget, I meant to ask this before. People probably kill us if we don't ask. Oh. Um, when you said that Crash McCreary did uh, opposite side of the artwork for the Baby Raptors, is that something that people will be able to see eventually? I think what we're going to do is once I I need to talk to Crash again and just get his approval for that. I wouldn't you know betray or trust there and show that process without him giving us the approvals. But I think Crash has been just a total mensch through this entire process. I mean, he is just... I've met Crash many times over the years, and he's always just been one of those salt-of-the-earth guys, you know, just the, a super sweet, super nice guy. And I, I don't think he would have a problem showing that process, which would be kind of cool even to document the the Photoshop changes that he made to uh -huh. it. So you see where we started and how it developed along the process, and I don't think he'd have a problem with that. Um, you know, I think that we're actually going to offer a print with it, too, so you get the, awesome. the print. Um, you'll get the Baby Raptors signed by Crash McCreary, and we will be announcing the charity that we will be using for that, um, and we'll announce the portion of the proceeds that's going to go to that charity from the sale of each one. Well, that's awesome. Hopefully Universal maybe you know gives that some signal noise and you know shares it themselves through the social media accounts. Yeah, <laughs> we're, long overdue. Actually, we're actually headed out to meet with Universal, and one of the things that we're going to talk to them about is um, – their approval process site, and number two is their social media because we, they promised us from day one that we would have access to the social media, and we've yet to get any you know promotion out of that side. So I, I think it's time for them to step up, and you know they like what we do, and they need to support us because we're definitely supporting them. For sure. yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, well, that seems like a good place as any to uh, <laughs> kind of leave this interview, probably. Yeah. Well, guys. Uh, I really appreciate the time, and I hope to do another one of these very soon. Yeah, same too, Paul. Thanks a lot for uh, speaking with us. All right. Goodbye, guys. All right. Speak to you soon.